0: This is Retro Sports Radio. Visit RetroSeasons.com for more sports history.
1: The New York Yankees faced the Brooklyn Dodgers at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn for Game 3 of the 1949 World Series on October 7th. The series is tied at one game apiece. Enjoy the mutual radio broadcast of Game 3 featuring announcers Mel Allen and Red Barber. Sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever home. Gillette's Cavalcade of Sports is on the air. From Ebbets Field, here in Brooklyn, Gillette presents the World Series. Good afternoon, baseball fans everywhere. This is Red Barber with Mel Allen, greeting you for the Gillette Safety to Razor Company as the New York Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers get ready for their third game in this 1949 Championship Classic. Fans for the tops in Sports, tune in Gillette's cavalcade of sports the year round. Every Friday night, Gillette broadcasts the major boxing bout of the week for the Fistic Fancy Coast to Coast. Also as they occur, leading events of turf, diamond and gridiron are aired for Gillette fans everywhere. The weatherman has given us a forecast of cloudy weather and no rain, and he's been exactly correct. It is overcast and cloudy as the series switches over here to the heart of Flatbush, but uh, the prediction is still no rain. The air is heavy. There is a strong wind coming in from right field, which is the short sector, which means that uh, left-hand pole hitters will be at a disadvantage. The wind is blowing, quartering toward the left field stands, so the right-hand batters who hit a high, long drive figure to have an advantage on the wind. Ralph Branca is to be the starting pitcher for the Dodgers. He's busy warming up for that uh, familiar number 13 on the back of his home white uniform. And Tommy Byrne, the strong-armed, stout-hearted left-hander, is getting ready for the Yankees. The first two games have had unprecedentedly efficient pitching. You all know that. Uh, They've all been uh, one-to-nothing ball games. And uh, we've only had a one-inning relief job. In other words, out of four starters, three of them were complete. The other one went eight innings. Only an aggregate of two runs. The Brooklyn pitchers have given up no bases on balls in the two games. So the headline has been pitching. First, it was uh, Ali Rattles on the strength of Tommy Hendricks' ninth-inning home run, winning the first game, and beating Don Newcomb for Brooklyn. Yesterday, it was Preacher Rowe, uh, who lasted, made a second-inning one-run stand-up, and beat Vic Rash and Joe Page pitched the final inning of relief for the only relief assignment. So pitching is the story. However, neither one of these two pitches today is rated primarily as a control pitcher. Uh, Both walk a great many men. Uh, Branker for Brooklyn, a right-hander, and Byrne, a left-hander for New York. In the regular season, uh, Tommy Byrne won 15 and lost 7. Wildness was the thing that plagued him more than opposing hitters. He is a uh, hardball, fastball pitcher, with a solid curve, and he changes once in a while. Uh, Branca won 13, the number that uh, matches his uh, numeral that he wears, lost five, and Ralph had sort of an in-and-out season. First he had arm trouble, and uh, then uh, he was wild too and threw a lot of home-run balls. So the expectancy is that we'll have scoring today and certainly base it on balls. The umpires are coming onto the scene right now. There's a little meeting there in the Brooklyn bench. Uh, some of the umpires visiting with manager Bert Schotton, and uh, they're sort of grinning, apparently there's some little uh, joke between them. The crowd is all here. We checked with business manager Jack Collins of the Dodgers, and we can tell you right now the attendance will be between uh, 30, uh, about, around around 34,000 for this reason. There are about 32,000 reserved seats, and uh, that 32,000, uh, not 32,000 reserved seats, 32,000 uh, seats. Now, of course, that includes the bleachers. The bleachers were closed off at 10 minutes of 11 this morning about two hours ago, and uh, there will be 2,500 standing room uh, seats sold, that's all, that's standing room tickets. So that is the crowd, and that's all there is to that. Now we'll go down the batting orders for you. As the series stands locked to the game of peace, for the Yankees, it is all leading off at short. Each manager has changed his batting order quite a bit today. Brazudo leads off as usual, and Henrik as usual is hitting number two and playing at first base. Barra, after being out with a swollen hand yesterday, is back in the ball game today. Barra, left-hand hitting catcher. Major DiMaggio hitting fourth and playing set field. Bobby Brown gets the starting nod over Billy Johnson at third base. Brown at third, also a left-hand batter. Branca, right-hander starting for Brooklyn. Woodling, a left-hand hitter. Is in left field and hitting six for the Yankees. This is his first start. Umpire's moving up to the plate now, and the batting orders will soon be presented. Mates goes uh, back to right field, left-hand hitter. Coleman at second base, hits eight, and the pitcher is burned. <coughs> the batting order for Brooklyn. Reese retains the leadoff spot and playing at shortstop. Eddie Mixes, a right-hand hitter, with the left-hander starting for the Yankees for the first time in the series. Mixes starts at third. Carl Farello is hitting third and is back in right field and reports to manager Shotten that he feels a great deal better. He has a groin injury, you know, that kept him out of the starting lineup yesterday. Hitting fourth, Jackie Robinson. Miguel Hodges, the first baseman, is batting fifth. Louis Olmo, who finished in left field yesterday, is starting there today for Brooklyn, hitting sixth. Snyder in center field is batting seven, Campanella catching and hitting eight, and the pitcher is Ralph Ranker. Now the public address announcer is handing out the batting orders to the spectators here in the ballpark. Both pitchers continue working. The six umpires are up there, Casey Stengel. The manager of the Yankees is up there to present his batting order. Captain Reese, who brings the Brooklyn list up to these pregame meetings, has not yet come out of the Brooklyn dugout. I was talking to uh, Manager Stengel, and I asked him, I said, Casey, uh, this ballpark evokes many memories for you, doesn't it? Uh, He said, yes this ballpark here at Brooklyn evokes memories of me from the time that this park was first open for a professional game. It was a preseason exhibition game and he says oddly enough with the New York Yankees. I was then back in 1913 I was then a member of the Brooklyn team and he said all of the ball players in 1913 thought that this was the last word in baseball park and that the uh, marble rotunda was, well, the most spectacular thing that ever would be. So uh, time really changes, and that brought back to mind that uh, Charlie Abbott, back in those days, when people accused him of having too fancy a park, used to say that baseball was only in its infancy. And judging by the way the crowds are swelling in attendance, etc., I guess the game is still in its infancy. Now we have Pee Wee Reese coming up with the Brooklyn batting order. The ground rules are being discussed. The six umpires oh, in their working uh, rotation: Art Passarella of the American North League will be back at the plate on balls and strikes. Lou Jordan of the National go. League staff at first base. Gal Hubbard of the American League staff will be at second, and Means Ridden of the National 13, League will be at third. In the left field corner, American National League umpire George Ball, and in the right field corner, American League umpire Ed Hurley. Now, with the uh, scene shifting over to the National League Park, there is a change in baseball, but it is not as much of a change as you might think. Uh, the last two days at Yankee Stadium, which is an American League Park, uh, the baseballs were stamped with President uh, Will Harridge's signature, and they were stamped with the American League. And the balls that will be used today and for the next two games here at Brooklyn are National League Park stamped with President Ford Frick's signature and uh, the insignia of the National League. but sprawling makes them both, makes them on the same uh, machines and uh, there is no difference between them. No difference at all. In other words, uh, one is just the same as the other. The two starting pitchers left tend to burn for the invading Yankees here at Ebbets Field, Brooklyn and right-hander Ralph Branker both continue toiling along. There was a very significant ceremony before the ball game and that was uh, a ceremony in which uh, Commissioner Chandler presented a huge banner, a huge banner to uh, the American Legion Junior Baseball team of Oakland, California, representing post number 337, the team that won the 1949 American Legion Junior Baseball National Championship. And they've been brought here as a body all the way from Oakland, out on the Pacific coast. And don't you know that bunch of boys is really having a time? And uh, the commissioner gave them a great big banner, man, that's some treasure. And it's interesting to note too that 27 of the 50 players certified for this world series by commissioner chandler are graduates of american legion junior baseball Uh, 16 uh, ex-legion stars are with the yankees and uh, 11 are with the brooklyn dodgers now we're going to have the ceremonies instant to the throwing out of the first ball there's commissioner chandler over there in his box which is just on the first base side, and he has with him a youngster who's just grinning so hard that I don't think he's been able to say a word uh, for a couple of hours, Arthur C. Sweeney, 13 years old. He's a Brooklyn boy, and uh, he was a victim of polio this year, and he has recovered beautifully. And uh, there is Commissioner Chandler shaking hands with Bar President John Cashmore. John Cashmore uh, stepping aside for this youngster, of course. Everybody steps aside for kids, Uh, for people who are in trouble, and especially for uh, the fine cooperation with the uh, National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis. So, Arthur C. Sweeney, in just a second, will take the ball from Borough President Cashmore, and uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with Commissioner Chandler, will fire that ball out toward the mound, and then the ball game will be on its way. Folks, to some of us, this month of October means the World Series and the beginning of football, and to others it means the start of the hunting season. But to all of us, it ushers in the annual drive on behalf of America's Community Chest. The Community Chest means many campaigns in one. It represents the biggest federation of community services and givers in the world. Were it not for this once-a-year campaign, each of more than 14,000 red-feather agency units in it would have to conduct a separate appeal for funds. So when the Community Chest worker in your town calls for new, make a real worthwhile contribution. There are various payment plans, so pledge now and pay as you can during the year. The ground rules are still being discussed. We will check the batting orders for you in case you just joined us on this Gillette broadcast. Just before Game 3 of the 1949 World Series for the Yankees, Rizzuto at short, Henrik at first base, Barra is catching, DiMaggio in center, hitting fourth, Bobby Brown at third, Gene Woodling in left, fifth Mapes in right, Jerry Coleman, the second baseman, and the pitcher is Tommy Byrne. The batting order for the Dodgers, Reese at short, Mixis at third, Farello in right, Robinson at second, hitting fourth, Hodges at first, Olmo in left, Snyder in center, Campanella catching, and the pitcher is Franker. The uh, discussion, incident to ground rules at this park, and of course Stengel is no stranger to this ballpark. Casey was, as a player here on the first Brooklyn team to play in Abbott's Field back in 1913, played for many years, was a member of the Brooklyn pennant winning team of 1916, which is being honored uh, by being guests of President Branch Rickey and the Brooklyn Dodgers at this World Series. And all of them that were alive were brought in at the expense of the Dodgers. And tonight they are to be given a special banquet. And Casey Stengel says, sure, he's going to attend. He remembers that that 1916 pennant was a mighty hard one to win. And he wants to be with those old friends for this evening. And of course, Stengel uh, managed here in Ebbets Field. So, uh, well, this is the ballpark, too, you know, that Casey walked up the home plate one afternoon and lifted his cap, and a sparrow flew out. <laughs> And uh, Casey Stengel has had as much as any man that we know in uh, setting the tradition that anything can and probably will happen at Ebbets Field. Anyone uh, A quick description of the ballpark for you now. Right field is the famous uh, wall here at Brooklyn. It is 297 feet down the right field line. It falls away sharply to where in right center field it is 395. That right field wall is 40 feet high. It's a 20 feet concrete wall with an additional 20 feet of screen paneling on top of it. And the scoreboard is stuck out in front of the concrete and uh, wire fence in right-center field. And you have any number of angles. The concrete wall does not go straight up and down. It goes up at a slant from the bottom and then is uh, straight up and down, halfway up. In other words, 10 feet off the ground. There are three different angles where the scoreboard uh, intersects. So anybody who has played baseball will tell you that the right-field wall here with its many angles is the most difficult single outfield piece of passage in any of the Major League parks. Uh, center field is 393 feet. In left center field, 351. In the left field corner, 348 feet. So this is a left-hand uh, hitter's ballpark. Uh, the stands are double-decked here at Brooklyn, all the way from right center field, back around, behind, left, behind home plate and to the right field corner. There are no seats at all. It is only the wall in straightaway right field. And our friends, uh, we'll pause ten seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: Hear the World Series exclusively on WOR 710. See the World Series on WOR TV, Channel 9. WOR and
1: WOR FM, New York. Back at Ebbets Field, and the Brooklyn Club goes out to take the field. We will have the National Anthem in just a moment, played and sung by Miss Gladys Gooding at the console of the electric organ. Uh, she has uh, an odd distinction. Uh, she is one of the uh, few women who has a real major league job in sport. Uh, she entertains here at Ebbets Field and at Madison Square Garden. So now Miss Gooding is being announced, and we will have the National Anthem.
2: And the What the and the
1: Note before we turn the microphone over to uh, Mel Allen, and that is that we are very happy to see down in the Yankee box that Mrs. Casey Stengel is sitting down there. Of course, to add to the walls of the Yankee manager, Mrs. Stengel was uh, quite sick last evening, but we are glad that it was temporary because uh, you can imagine how Casey would have felt if his wife had been unable to be out here at the ballpark today. So, Under overcast skies, but with uh, no prediction of rain, although you sort of feel it in the air, the ball game is ready to go. Big breakers on the mound. And here at the microphone, Mel Allen, who has done such a great job in the field of sports broadcasting, has uh, left it and all of us in it much distinction. Mel?
0: Hello there, everybody. Thank you very much, Red. This program comes to you by authority of the Commissioner of Baseball. It's intended only for the private use of our audience. Any publication or a reproduction of this program and commercial use of the program is prohibited. And so we're all set to go, as Ralph Franco, the 23-year-old right-hander from Mount Vernon, New York, who stands six two, weighs around 185, is all set to compete in his second World Series. He worked twice in 1947. He won one and lost one. He opened the World Series for the Dodgers, was beaten by Speck Shea 5-3, but he's all set now to uh, go against Phil Rizzuto, as the Yankee shortstop, a right-hand hitter, steps in the hitting position. Chokes his bat a couple of inches. you got Eddie Mixes in close at third. T.B. Reese in the steppers so over toward third. In comes the first pitch of the ball game, swung on, popped up into the air, foul off to the right of the plate. Campanella after it can't get it. It's out of play into the upper deck. So strike one as we're underway. And the third game of the fall classic. Baseball people galore around. Charlie Grimm and Frankie Frisch are here, which we look about. Ralph Franca looking in to get his sign from Campanella. Outfield, around toward left. In comes the pitch. Rizzuto takes strike two call. A fastball over the outside corner, knee high. Art of the American League, calling balls and strikes. Lou Jordan, the National League at first. Cal Hubbard of the American League at second. Beans Riordan of the National League at third. Now Ralph Branca, the right-hander, throws. Rosuto takes high and inside for ball one. The count is one and two. Ed Hurley of the American League stationed down the right field line. George Barr of the National League down the left field line. Branca getting set. Rizzuto in close to the plate up in front of the batter's box. Deep at third now as mixes with two strikes on the scooter. In comes the pitch. Phil swings and sends a drive down the right field line. It's gonna go foul and out of play. Missing the wall by about 10 feet, and foul by about 25. Louis, uh, rather, uh, Carl Perillo, playing right field, raced over to get the ball, but of course couldn't. Got Louis Almo in left, Duke Snyder in center, Perillo in right. Jackie Robinson is about four strides to the right of second base in a step. Hodges in halfway at first, five feet off the line. Ralph Frank, to the right-hander, throws. Rizzuto swings and sends a ground ball to third. Up with his mix going to his left. The throw to Hodges in time, and there's one away. Still, Rizzuto grounds out. Mixes to Hodges. A ground ball hit into the, the hole between third and short, but not too hard, giving Mixes a chance to flash to his left, come up with it, with the Reese backing him up. And now here's Tommy Hendricks, getting a hand as he is announced. left hand batter stands deep in the batter's box. Fairly close to the plate. Not too close to it, however. Branca's first pitch to Tommy's Right over for a call strike. Fastball. Got plenty of the inside part of the plate. And just above the knees. Frank Crescetti coaching there at third base. Bill Dickey at first for New York. Mixes about 12 feet off the third baseline. Reese over toward second. In comes the pitch. Inside and low for a ball. And the count is even up at one and one. Jackie Robinson at a point almost halfway between first and second. Back on the edge of the outfield grass. The outfield around toward right and deep. In center and right with Almo looking for Henrik perhaps to slice toward left. Oh, he's over toward left center a bit. The pitch, it's strike call over the outside corner. And it's a one-two count now on Henrik. Tommy started to cut at that ball. It was taking off. And he thought it might go wide of the plate, but it didn't. Roy Campanella picks up a slot of uh, dirt off to the left of the plate, tosses it away. In the direction of Yogi Berra, who's in the batter's circle. One out, nobody on top of the first inning. Franco of pitches, Henrik swings and grounds one down to first. Hodges up with it, runs to the bag, outruns Henrik and they're two away. The a hard ground ball right at Gil Hodges. And now with two down, up comes Yogi Berra. Larry
2: Berra.
0: Larry Berra from St. Louis, Missouri, who had the distinction in this ballpark two years ago of hitting a pinch hit home run over the right center field screen yogi playing with that swollen left hand outfield infield set up the same for bearers for henrik big ralph frank of the right handers into the wind up around comes the arm the pitch curve swung on a ground ball foul down the first baseline gloved by hodges three feet foul he whips it around to robinson as the ball goes around the infield two men down top of the first inning and the thousands here wondering of course whether we will have a reproduction today of the first two games of the series played at the stadium, both pitchers' battles, two one-nothing ball games, the team's dividing them. One strike to count on Barra. Branca pitches, change up and it's high and outside, ball one. He took a little bit off of a fastball. One ball, one strike. When Red told you about Casey Stengel in this ballpark years ago, taking off his cap, letting a sparrow fly out, it reminded me of another story I'll tell you about in a moment. Barra swings and fouls it off to the left of the screen. There were reports after Hendricks Homer to win the first game in the ninth inning, one to nothing, that that was the first time that it had ever happened. It was the first time it had happened to make a one-nothing victory in a World Series in a ninth inning. But Stengel, where the Giants had beaten the Yankees with an inside the park, Homer, one-nothing, but that occurred in the seventh inning. The one-two pitch, swung on a drive foul down the right field line going out of play. And when Casey hit that ball at Yankee Stadium and inside the park, Homer, he lost his shoe rounding second base and continued to circle the bases with one shoe on and one off. One ball, two strikes, two outs, top of the first inning. No score, nobody on base. Franka studies Campanella sign. Roy in a crouch behind that plate, giving the pitcher a good target. The Dodger right-hander delivers and Barra swings and drives another one foul down the right field line, this one into the upper deck. Swung on a curveball. Throughout the year, Yogi hits more foul home runs than any other member of the Yankee Ball Club, and perhaps more than a lot of ball players in a lot of clubs. In other words, he pulls very sharply, and he'll hit a million of them just foul into the right field stands. Frank are all set. The 1 2 pitch, and Barra swings and misses. Strike three. It took off outside. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. And the score at the end of the first half of the first inning is New York nothing, Brooklyn nothing. You know, for 11 years, Gillette has broadcast the series and other sports classics for you fans. We know you enjoy these events. Yes, and thanks to your record-breaking purchases of Gillette products, we're able right now to offer you the greatest bargain in shaving history. Men, it's the improved Gillette Super Speed Razor Set in a stylish styrene travel case. This one-piece Gillette razor changes blades instantly and gives you the sweetest shaves ever. With it, you get a handy Gillette dispenser holding ten Gillette Blue blades, every one factory sharp. And as I said, the combination comes in a serviceable styrene case that's really something. Now, Bendeneer, this outstanding dollar seventy-five value is priced at only one dollar yes only one dollar so for the shaving buy of the year get Gillette's World Series razor set it's a beauty and a bargain last half of the first inning the Dodgers sending up Wee Reese, Eddie Mixus, and Carl Ferrello against the left-handed slants of Tommy Byrne born in Baltimore Maryland currently resides in Wake Forest, North Carolina. He went to Wake Forest, as did Ray Scarborough, Washington Senator Pitcher. They were teammates down there. Tommy Byrne represents, in a manner of speaking, a, an enigma to uh, Casey Stengel and to baseball observers. He has some of the best stuff any pitcher has in uh, baseball, but his problem always has been controlling it. He frequently will pitch a game in which he'll walk anywhere from six to ten men or more and yet uh, keep the opposition from scoring. On the other hand, there have been times his wireless has cost him ball games. And so we're all set to go. And you never know just how Tommy Byrne will go. Generally, he has most of his wildest uh, problems uh, in the first inning, which has caused uh, managers to wonder whether or not Tommy should warm up a little longer than the usual 15 minutes allotted for it. They've tried that, but that hasn't worked. Here's P.B. Reese leading off right-hand hitter. Left-hander Tommy Byrne into the windup. In comes the pitch, and it is in there for a call strike. You've got Bobby Brown playing third base today, and he's in close in the event of a uh, bunt by Reese. You've got Gene Woodling left and Cliff Mapes in right. Yankee changes from the first two games. In comes the delivery, and it's outside and low for a ball, one and one. Byrne has a fastball that's alive, He's got a sweeping curve. And he's got a fast breaking curve. The outfield playing Reese toward left and center and left, with Mapes pulled over into right center a bit. In comes your delivery. Swung on and missed. Strike two. Reese gave it a good cut. One ball, two strikes to count on Pee Wee. Tommy Byrne, despite his wildness, has through the course of this year in winning fifteen games and losing seven, won several key games for the Yankees and their battle for the pennant just when they had uh, appeared to be in the throes of a losing slump he would come along and win a key game for them such as against Cleveland or one of the top teams that the Yankees had to beat now the delivery is inside he said, hit him I believe it hit him on the leg is that ball broke way well, you on know it did he gets up and he shots on down the first with a 1-2 count on Reese Byrne whipped a terrifically breaking curveball inside but it broke so far in that Reese couldn't even get out of the way of it, it hit him on the right ankle or just above the right ankle and time has been called while he uh, trots up and down the line beyond first base toward right to uh, take the sting out of it and uh, also the uh, possibility of Getting that blood circulating around in there so he can run. Jake Pittler, coaching that first base, is talking to him. Pee Wee says he's going to be all right. Meantime, Tommy is uh, throwing a couple into Larry Barra. And time is back in and into the plate now steps Eddie Mixis. Bats him right handed, replacing Spider George in the third today with a left hander going for New York. And so Tommy Burns, Wireless, immediately uh, comes uh, into the spotlight ahead of the first hitter. He hit him. So Reese moves off first. The stretch by Tommy Byrne, a check of the runner. In comes the pitch, and it is a butt foul off to the left of the plate, out of play, into the stands, to the left of our Mutual and Gillette broadcasting booth, which is located directly back of home plate. One strike to count on Eddie Mixus. Carl Perillos on deck. Mixus is... He's almost a local boy. He's from Burlington, New Jersey. Stands deep in the batter's box. Slightly open stance in uh, close to the plate. Holds the bat just short of the end of the handle. Brown in close at third. Here's your pitch. Mixes, takes outside for the ball. He did not indicate that he was going to bunt that time. Evidently, Bert and took the bunt sign off. Now he can just as quickly put it back on. Bobby Brown still in close at third. Rizzuto's in halfway at short. Three strides to the left of second. Coleman, same distance to the right of the bag and in halfway. Henry Coley against Reese who takes a good lead. The stretch by Byrne. A look. And the pitch into the plate. Outside. Ball two. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Tommy Byrne now forcing himself a little bit after having hit Reese. He has a problem of his own mentally in that he's thinking about his wildness. Two balls, one strike. Byrne all set. A look at Reese leading off first. And the pitch to Mixes. Outside for ball three. Three and one. Now Jerry Coleman trots in from second base to talk to Byrne. No activity in the Yankee bullpen as yet. Coleman talking to Tommy. You've got Carl Perillo on deck and Jackie Robinson to follow. Top half, or uh, rather, the last half of the first inning, no score. Top of the order for Brooklyn. Reese on first hit by a pitched ball. The count three and one on Eddie Mixes. Byrne takes his stretch. Reese with the lead. The delivery right in there for call strike two. Pumped a fastball through there. Mixes steps out of the batter's box just for a moment. he's back in. Mix's hind foot is half out of the back restraining line of the batter's box. It's a violation that's often, uh, most of the time, overlooked. We're ready for the payoff pitch. There goes Reese. The pitch is swung on. It's a high pop-up off to the left of the plate. Bearer stumbles as he starts back for the ball, getting toward the dugout for the Yankees and makes the catch. And Reese goes to second base. There's a throw to Coleman. And Reese is double up at second base. And Art Passarella just ran over to the Yankee dugout and warned Casey Stengel. Stengel had come out of the Yankee dugout onto the playing area proper to coach uh, Barra on the ball, and Passarella warned him. But it was a daring uh, gamble by Wee and a, uh, an alert play and a good play by Yogi to double up Reese at second. And they are two down, and here's Carl Perillo, right-hand hitter, and the pitch. Swung on a drive to deep right center field, DiMaggio racing back toward the wall, and Mates, and is there under it, he makes the catch. No runs for Brooklyn, no hits, no Yankee errors, nobody left on base, and so we've had a lot of excitement already in the opening inning, and it may be a uh, harbinger of things to come in this third game of the World Series. So in the last half of the first inning after Reese was hit by the pitch ball Mixis, with a 3-1 count on him took the next pitch for three and two and then hit a high foul pop up off to the left of the plate that Yogi Berra caught after stumbling starting back caught it near the Yankee dugout and Pee Wee tagged up at first and broke for second with, Re- with uh, Berra having his back to the play thinking he might get the jump thinking perhaps that Berra wouldn't figure him to be going. But Yogi whirled, and of course the boys on the bench hollered to Yogi to tell him. And through, his throw was not uh, too true. It was on the shortstop side of second. But uh, Jerry Coleman was there to take it and had plenty of time to reach for it and then come back and tag Reese out sliding in for the double play. So as we go to the top of the second inning of the scoreless game, up steps Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio leads off with Bobby Brown and Gene Woodling to follow. Ralph Franco on the hill. Outfield around toward left, infield around toward third to the pitch. Right over for a call strike. Fastball, overhand fastball. Mixus deep at third near the line, about two feet off of it. pee Reese back on the edge of the left field grass and over toward the third base hole with Robinson three strides to the right of second. Franco throws low outside for a ball. One and one. One ball, one strike. The Dodgers have certainly got a good book on the Yankees. That is to say they have scouted them well. Scouting is permitted in baseball just as it is in football. One ball, one strike. Ralph Franco works. And the pitch. Curb swung on and missed. Strike two. A good swing, a good hook. One and two the count. DiMaggio's had only one hit in the series, and that was what the boys in the trade term a bleeder, as he beat out a slow roller in the ninth inning yesterday. Frank ahead of the hitter, and the one-two pitch on its way. DiMaggio swings and misses, strike three. Joe DiMaggio went down swinging on inside fastball. And now coming up is Bobby Brown.
2: Bobby
0: Brown, third baseman. Bobby bats him left-handed. He had a 1,000 batting average for World Series play until he pinched it yesterday and struck out. In 1947, he hit every time that he uh, was charged with a time at bat. Branca's first pitch is swung on. It's a looping fly ball out in the short center, going out as Robinson in comes Snyder's Jackie out there, makes the catch in short center for out number two. With two down... The batter is Gene Woodling.
2: Position, number 14. Gene Woodling, let's feel
0: it. Woodling came up from San Francisco to the Yankees this year. After having uh, had brief trials with Cleveland and Pittsburgh, he led the Pacific Coast League in hitting last year with a 385 average. boy from Akron, Ohio. Stands in close to the plate, deep in the batter's box. Feet together. Chokes the bat just about an inch. In comes the pitch, and it's a little inside. Ball one. They play Woodling toward right in center and right, straight away and left. The big gap in left center. Woodling slices. He can pull. Third baseman Eddie mixes in halfway on the skin part of the infield. A dozen feet off the line. Branca throws. The pitch is right over for a call strike, a fastball, and the count is evened up at one and one. Reese is about three strides to the left of second in two steps. Jackie Robinson halfway between first and second. Back on the edge of the right field grass with Gil Hodges deep and three feet off the first baseline. One and one the count. Two men out, top of the second inning, no score. Branca's pitch. Strike, it's called a fastball over that inside corner. Back Woodling away, but the pitch stayed right in there. A one-two count on Gene. Cliff Mapes on deck. Frank Presetti coaching there at third, hollering something up to Woodling. Frankie gets his sign from Campanella, starts the windup. around comes the right arm, the pitch, curve, and it's outside. Ball two. It was a beauty. Just missed. Art Passarella calling balls and strikes For the of the American League. Lou Jordan of the National League, umpiring at first. Cal Hubbard of the American League at second. Beans ridden of the National League at third. George Barr of the National League down the left field line. And Ed Hurley of the American League down the right field line. And now Branca's 2-2 pitch to Woodling. Swung on to a high pop-up. Foul off back of third. Mixes waves Campanella off and he's under it and makes the catch. Woodling fouls out to Mixes. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And we move right along. You know, watching today's game with us here in the broadcasting booth, is a ball player you all know, Bertie Tebbets, aggressive receiver for the Boston Red Sox. Bertie, tell the folks why you prefer Gillette Blue Blades.
1: Well, that's a cinch, Mel. They're the only kind that give me a decent shave. Well, how
0: do you account for that?
1: Well, they're sharper than a hound's tooth, and they don't break down like other blades
0: do. You buy them in the Gillette dispenser, of course.
1: Naturally. It costs nothing extra and is mighty handy.
0: Yes, fans, it pays to ask for Gillette Blue Blades. Ten or twenty at a time. And the modern Gillette dispenser that zips them out unwrapped. You save time, save fuss... And change blades, presto. Look sharp. Feel sharp. Be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Ready now for the last half of the second inning. Nothing and nothing. And so far, this has been primarily a goose egg series, hasn't it, Red?
1: Well, Mel, you've had... uh... Only two runs and two ball games and uh, one-and-a-half innings. I don't believe
0: they run out of goose eggs for the scoreboard, do you?
1: I believe they got enough out there. <laughs> the pitchers can continue to
0: deal them out. Jackie Robinson leads off for of the Dodgers in the last half of the second. Gil Hodges and Louis Almo to follow. Bill Rizzuto honors something over there to Tommy Byrne as Tommy went to the rosin bag. The left-hander sets to work on uh, Big Jackie, right-hand hitter. Brown in close at third in the event of the bunt. Tommy Burns pitched to Robinson. Swung on. It's a high fly ball out into short ride. As a matter of fact, the wind is holding it up in Coleman, back of Henrik. Makes the catch. A step on the skin part of the infield. As the ball started out, it looked as if it was going to go out into short right. Mape started in, but the wind, which is blowing in from right field and out toward left, held it up and coleman took it right in behind Henry. so with one down up comes Gill hodges bats him right-handed outfield is around toward left hodges drove in the winning run for the dodgers yesterday drove in jackie robinson who had doubled in that inning now the pitch strike call over the outside corner burn south part of fastball that nicked the outside part of the plate just above the knees to big gill Brown deep at third, or halfway back near the line. In comes the pitch, and it's way outside for the ball. One and one. Phil Rizzuto is not too far over into the third base hole, but pretty close to it. Jerry Coleman only about two strides to the right of second. Henrik, 10 feet off first base, in halfway on the skin part of the infield. In comes the pitch. Hodges takes strike, called. As Tommy Byrne whipped a curve over the outside corner. So one, two, come, Alan on Hodges. One out. Last half of the second inning, no score. Milton Stock, coaching at third for the Dodgers, cups his hands over his mouth, hollers words of encouragement up to Big Gill, who has come along fast in his development as a first baseman. In comes the pitch, curve swung on, popped up into the air, off to the left of the plate. Yogi Berra goes over and makes the catch. That brings up now 7, Louis, Louis Almo. Hodges fouls out to Barra. Off to the left of home plate. Now Louie Almo steps in, right-hand hitter. Tommy Burns' first pitch to him is low, ball one. We've had some excellent umpiring in the series. Casey Stengel comes to the front of the Yankee dugout and motions something out there to Woodling. Gene uh, hasn't seen him. Byrne delivers, almost started to swing, held up as the pitch stayed inside around the letters for ball two. And now Stengel is back out of the dugout. He's trying to get somebody's attention. He's getting Brown's attention. Now he's got Woodling's uh, eye, and Woodling is moving more over toward left center. DiMaggio is a step or two over toward right center. And uh, Mapes almost straight away in right. The 2-0 pitch to Almo. Right over for a call strike. 2-1. Milton Stock with a gesture of the hands indicates to Almo just meet the ball. It's a 2-1 count on the right-hand hitter. Two outs last the second inning. A scoreless ball game. Duke Snyder is on deck. Tommy Byrne comes in with the pitch, and it is swung on, popped up into the air, off to the right of the plate, but it's going to come back out of play. Just above our heads. Two to the count. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, inning number two. Each team looking for win number two in this series. Tommy Byrne, a slow worker. wraps up the cover of that new ball. Things are... Fairly quiet at the moment, as you would expect in a scoreless ball game. There's big Hank Greenberg sitting behind Bill Beck, eating himself a hot dog. All right, Tommy Burns set to go again. In comes the pitch, and it is swung on a slow roller hit down toward third. Bobby Brown charges it up with it, fires over to Hendrick, and it is in time for the out and a close play. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. Almo topped the pitch. It rolled slowly down third. Brown charged it and fired Almo out on a very close play, one of those pat-pat or bang-bang plays, as they say in the trade. And thus, at the end of two innings, you have another scoreless ball game. The Yankees have been three up and three down. The Dodgers have only had six batters, but they've had one on. Pee Wee Reese, who was hit by a pitch ball, but immediately was doubled up by the next hitter. This is Mel Allen
2: with Red Barber bringing
0: you the World Series In behalf of the Gillette Safety Razor Company, who are proud to bring it to you for the 11th consecutive year, and Jim Britt doing the telecast of the World Series games, and Renee Canizares beaming it to the Latin American countries, and our broadcast going around the world through the shortwave facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Cliff Mapes looks at a strike a fastball fired through there by Ralph Branca who wears the number 13 on his uniform but he's not superstitious as a matter of fact he's one of 13 children strong arm broad-shouldered right-hander fires away Mapes takes inside another fastman. ball one one and one Branca joined the Dodger organization in 1943 the best year was in 1947 when he won 21 ball games went to New York University one ball, one strike. Mixes is wide of third. In comes the pitch. Mapes takes a curve that's high. Ball two, two and one. Two balls, one strike. It's an overcast day, as Red told you a while ago. For those of you who may have tuned in late, we repeat it. No immediate threat of rain, however. The wind is blowing out toward left, in from right. Now the delivery. Swung on. Foul tipped and into the middle of Campanella for strike two. Two, two. Cliff Mapes is a boy that has tremendous power. He also has definite weaknesses at the plate that pitchers capitalize on, but if they make one mistake, he's got so much power, he can hurt you. Branca's 2-2 delivery on its way, and Mapes swings and foul tips it, dropped by Campanella, and Mapes is alive. That's a rough job back of that plate. When we say that a catcher has dropped the third foul tip, it's not meant in any sense of criticism of the backstop. Those balls come spinning back there, and they're rough. Even if you've got a mask and protector on, as they do have it, it's still rough to handle. Now the delivery. Curve is low inside. Ball three. Full count now on Mapes. This is the first batter on which Brank has gone to a 3-2 count. His control has been superb up to now. No score, top of the third inning. And the payoff pitch on its way. Mapes takes high, ball four, and he's on. And that is the first base on balls given up by a Brooklyn Pitcher in this series. Number
2: 42, Jerry Coleman.
0: Neither Don Newcomb nor Preacher Rowe gave up a walk. Mapes gets the first walk issued in the series by a Brooklyn Pitcher. And now coming to bat is Jerry Coleman. Pride of San Francisco. Twenty-four years of age. The pitch is right in there for a call strike. Jerry stands about six feet, but he isn't very hefty. He only weighs around 165. Has come along marvelously, and though he may not be the rookie of the year in the American League, he did play good enough ball to be in contention for that honor. Mixus is in close at third, Mapes has a lead, Hodges holding the stretch, the pitch, Coleman swings and fouls it off to the right of the plate. It's out of play, onto the roof and out of the ballpark. A two-strike count on Jerry. The Dodger outfield today consists of Almo in left, Snyder in center, Perillo in right. Mixus is at third as we go to the infield, Reese short, Robinson second, Hodges first, Campanella catching, and Branca pitching. Mixes isn't looking for the bunt. He's halfway back at third near the line. Reese is in halfway at short, four stripes to the left of second. Robinson halfway between first and second and in halfway. Here's the pitch. Swung on to high fly ball, curving foul back to first. Hodges digs over near the stands, but he cannot get it. It's out of play. The ball dropping about ten rows in. A two-strike count still on Coleman. Naturally, he wouldn't, uh, as we go back to Mixes, would not be looking for the bunt with two strikes on Jerry. But stranger things have happened. The outfield just about straight away. Coleman, though he can pull, has for the most part in this series been hitting to right field. And Carl Perillo is stationed over toward the right field line. Now the delivery. Curve is right in there. Throw down to first base. Makes just back in time. That was the third strike on Coleman. We didn't have time to tell you. That it was the third one. Of course, you knew if you were following the count because Campanella whipped a quick throw down the Hodges trying to double up Mapes, who had a good lead off the bag. But Mapes got back in time. So Coleman looks at the third strike. Beautiful curve. And that's the third strikeout for Branca. And now coming to bat is Tommy Byrne. Though Byrne did not hit for a high average during the course of the season, nonetheless, he is what is generally termed a good-hitting pitcher. He's dangerous, in other words, at the flight. He hit 193, but he drove in 13 runs. He's the kind of a guy who might hit the long ball for you. He might just take three cuts and sit down. The delivery right in there for a call strike over that inside corner above the knees. The outfield is shading him toward right, slightly in center and right. Almost a straightaway setup. Byrne hits a lot down the left field line. He gets an outside pitch. He can also pull him. Here's your delivery. Low inside for a ball. One and one. Tommy had 16 hits uh, in the regular season. Four of them were doubles and two of them triples. Mapes has the lead. Hodges holding. Here's your pitch. Curve, and it's low inside. Ball two, two and one. Eddie mixes, walks a step or two from third over toward the mound to pep up uh, Ralph Branca. Ralph uh, decides to take a white handkerchief out of his right hip pocket and mop his face. It isn't a warm day, but it is warm when a guy's out there throwing that ball. Looking around, we see... Joe Cronin, general manager of the Red Sox, seated off to the left of the Yankee dugout. There goes Mapes. The pitch is swung on. A ground ball hit out. past Robinson into right center for a base hit. Mapes around second his way to third. Snyder up to the ball. Whips it into Robinson, and it's a base hit for Byrne. That's the... Yankees first hit of the ball game. They put the hit and run on. And Byrne wrapped a solid base hit to the right of second. Jackie Robinson made a beautiful backhanded attempt to get that ball, but couldn't quite reach it. Duke Steiner went over into right center to grab it, whipped his throw back to the infield. But Cliff Mapes, who was off and running, raced to third. Now Joe Hatton, a left-hander, begins to throw in the Dodger bullpen as Phil Rizzuto steps up. Phil grounded to third in the first inning. The Dodger infield is in for play at the plate. Here's the pitch. Phil takes in over the inside corner for a call strike. He started to cut but held up. His reflexes are wonderful. He can uh, make a move and stop right on a dime. Mixes and Reese are almost at the edge of the infield grass. Robinson is not quite so close. He's halfway. Hodges holding against Byrne. Here's your pitch. It's Bunny down the first baseline. Here comes Mays, and the ball goes foul. They attempted the squeeze. Hodges broke from first toward the plate, but allowed the ball to roll foul and he saw it uh, spinning that way. Casey Stengel comes just to the front of the Yankee dugout and hollers to Phil to get a piece of it now. There's two strikes on the scooter. Hodges might have had to play at the plate, had the ball remained fair. Mapes on third. Burn on first, one out, and for Ralph Brank on the Dodgers, Rizzuto is the key man in this inning. Stretch by Ralph, the pitch, swung on to fly ball, hit out into right center field. Barrillo goes over, gets under it, makes the catch. Here's Mate tagging up, and he scores. And the Yankees lead one nothing as the throw was way off on third base side of home plate. I thought Hodges was going to cut it off as Tommy Byrne made a break for second, but Byrne, thinking they were going to cut it off, then held up and came back to first. So Rizzuto flies out to Perillo in right center and is credited with a run batted in as Mapes tagged up and scored after the catch. And as baseball observers will tell you, there again is that base on ball. is that right, Red?
1: Well, that's a first one. that I'd the to to given an up, and it promptly cost them a run.
0: And now here's Tommy Henrik. Bats him left-handed, two down. The pitch, curve inside, ball one. Tommy Byrne, on first base. Joe Hatton continues to throw in the bullpen. One to nothing, New York. Top of the third inning. Henrik grounded out to Hodges in the first inning. Gill is not holding now against uh, Tommy, but just in behind him. Now the delivery. Way inside to Henrik. Ball two. Two nothing to count. In these World Series games, once a pitcher allows a runner or two to get on as a rule, the bullpen becomes alive. The time is short. Best four games out of seven. You're not playing 154. And you gotta throw everything you've got into each game. As much as you possibly can throw into it and save something for the next day. Now the delivery. Change up is high and away for ball three. A two nothing pitch is a favorite one for a batter to swing on. And sometimes it's a very smart pitch at changing up on a fastball hitter as Henrik is if you can get it over. But it was high outside. Two down. Bracker ready for the three nothing pitch. Here it is, inside, ball four, and Tommy Byrne moves down to second. Henrik takes over at first as Branca gives up his second walk of the inning, and the batter now is Yogi Berra, who struck out in the first inning. Reese and Campanella converge at the mound to talk to Branca to settle him down, and so we are beginning to get more action in this third game of the World Series than has been customary so far. That is more concentrated action, Had uh, scattered explosions here there in the first two games. Yogi Barra steps in, Byrne moves off second, Henrik off first, two down, one in, top of the third inning, one to nothing New York. Outfield toward right and center and right, Straight away. almost and left, big gap in left center, mixes halfway back at third, ten feet off the line, Reese in, couple of steps, three strides to the left of second, the pitch is inside, ball one to Yogi. Jackie Robinson deep at second, halfway between first and second bases, with Hodges deep near the line. The wind remembers blowing away from right out toward left. Barra, left hand pull hitter, awaits the pitch from Branca. Campanella on the cross gives Branca the sign. One run in, top of the third inning, two down, two on. One nothing New York. Byrne moves off second base. Henry car first. Stretched by Branca, in comes the pitch. Barra swings and sends a pop-up right out to second to Robinson. And he takes it for the out, and the inning is over. That ball had Jackie fooled momentarily, as it did most of us. As it started out, it looked as if it might go further. Jackie took a step out toward right uh, field and stopped and came in for the ball. It was not hit as hard or as well as it appeared. One run for New York. One hit. No dodgy errors. Two men left on for the Yankees. And the score at the end of two and a half innings, New York one, Brooklyn Nothing. Bertie Tibbetts of the Boston Red Sox gave it to you straight when he said that Gillette Blue Blades are sharper than all get out and don't break down like other blades do. Yes, fans, Gillette Blue Blades are sharp, plenty sharp, and have edges that stand up for one quick, easy shave after another. So they give you better looking, more refreshing shaves, and far more of them for your money. Buy Gillette Blue Blades and the modern Gillette dispenser. This handy magazine deals them out unwrapped, ready for use. Much more, it protects the blades perfectly so that they stay factory sharp until used. You pay nothing extra for this convenience. A Gillette dispenser loaded with 20 blades, 40 shaving edges, is 98 cents. With 10 blades, 49 cents. Look sharp. Feel sharp. Be sharp. Use Gillette blue blades with the sharpest edges ever honed. Last half of the third inning, the Dodgers will come up with Duke Snyder, Roy Campanella, and most likely Ralph Branca. See Red sort of looking down to see if there's any possibility of anybody being around a bat rack, but Hatton is no longer warming up, and it's early in the game and only one run difference, so the likelihood of uh, Branca being out of there is very remote. Last of the third. Duke Snyder steps in. Left-hand batter, power hitter. Stands 6-2, weighs around 175, in close to the plate. Left-hander Tommy Byrne delivers. Snyder takes outside for a ball. Almost swung on it. Boy from Compton, California. 23 years of age. Byrne throws. The pitch is in there for a call strike. Sidearm fastball. One ball, one strike on Duke. Yanks one, dodges nothing. Last half of the third inning. Third game of the World Series. Each team has won a game. Now Tommy Burns' delivery. Snyder swings and sends a fly ball into left center. Demand starts back and has to come in. The wind is holding up. Here comes Woodling, and Woodling makes the catch. That wind is rough today and causes the outfielders and infielders a little trouble. That ball started out into left center and DiMaggio had started back. And then suddenly had to stop and start in as the wind carried that ball away from him and in toward the infield. But fortunately for the Yankees, Gene Woodling also had started for the ball. And the left fielder racing over toward left center and in made the catch. Now here's Roy Campanella, right-hand batter. Byrne throws. Campanella swings, bounds it down to third. Two hops to Bobby Brown near the line. He fires across to Henrik in time. And they're two away. Campanella... Smacked a hard two-hopper to Bobby Brown, just inside the third baseline. Bobby was playing it in there close and grabbed it to throw him out easily. Here's Ralph Franca coming to bat now. Two up and two away. Last the third. New York won. Dodgers nothing. Casey Stengler at the front of the dugout of the Yankees now. Pushing Woodling over toward left center more. The pitch in there for a called strike. The outfield setup is just about straight away. Woodling was a little closer to the left field line than Stengel wanted him. Bobby Brown's about five feet off the third baseline, three steps away from the edge of the infield grass. Rosuto four strides to the left of second in about two steps. Byrne delivers the pitch is over for call strike two. You got Jerry Coleman, four strides to the right of second and deep, and Henrik six or eight feet off the first baseline, and he's fairly deep there at first. Two strikes to count on Branca. Tommy Byrne, the left-hander, into the wind-up, delivers, and it's swung on it, missed, strike three. The ball dropped by Barra. He picks it up, throws easily down to Henrik for the out as Branca ran it. And that's all for the Dodgers. The put-out goes two to three since the Barra dropped the third range. strike. It's a strikeout, however, for Byrne and his first of the ball game. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. Let's listen to this announcement.
1: Oh, this is an announcement
0: concerning the fact that...
1: Uh,
0: a number of the players in this World Series are boys who started out in American Legion uh, baseball. At the end of three innings, then your totals, the Yankees one run, one hit, no errors, and two left on. The Dodgers have had only one man on base, that Pee Wee Reese, who was hit by a pitch ball in the top of the first inning, and was doubled up at second base by Barra after he had caught Mix's foul pop-up over toward the Yankee dugout to the left of home plate. Now, as we go to the top half of the fourth inning, is
2: the, Oakland, California Post, number 3,
0: 30, the announcement that uh, is going over the public address system concerns information already given to you by Red Barber earlier, and so we move right along with the ball game. Joe DiMaggio will be leading off in the top of the fourth, with Bobby Brown and Gene Woodling to follow. Tomorrow's game will start again at 1 o'clock, and Gillette will be on the air over Mutual at 12.45, that's Eastern Standard Time. On Sunday, however, if we might uh, anticipate just a bit, the game will start an hour and five minutes later, 2.05, so we'd like to tell you today, so you be sure and remember that on Sunday. Ralph Branca pitches to DiMaggio, swings and misses, strike one. Our broadcast time on Sunday will be at 1.45, however, Eastern Standard Time. That's just for Sunday. Tomorrow we'll be on at 12.45 Eastern Standard Time. Ralph Banker delivers. Demand swings, fouls it back onto the screen. Strike two. Joe, always a key figure, has not had a good series offensively. He's had only one hit, a roller which he beat out. But then it must be remembered that he actually got out of A sick bed battling uh, off uh, a near attack of virus pneumonia to finish up the season the last two games with the Yankees and is still not at full strength. Now the pitch. High, ball one, one and two. But his mere presence in the lineup is inspirational to his teammates and he's always a threat. One to nothing New York, fourth inning. One ball, two strikes on the clipper. Branca delivers, DeMaggio swings and misses, strike three. Cut hard the curveball, and that's the second straight time Joe has struck out. That's the fourth strikeout for Branca. And in the series, four times DeMaggio has struck out. Struck out once on opening uh, day of the series, and once yesterday and twice today. Bobby Brown, who popped out to Robinson in the second inning, steps in, left-hand hitter, chokes that bat, bends slightly at the knees, leans from the waist, right-hander Branca throws, outside, ball one. One ball, no strikes, one to nothing, favor the Yankees, fourth inning, one out, nobody on. It's getting a little darker out here right now, isn't it red, or is it my imagination? Now it's getting darker, Mel, um, it's rather ominous looking, it might rain before the afternoon's over. That wind is really whipping those flags around out toward uh, left from right. The pitch swung on, popped up in the air, back of third. Mixes drifts across the foul line under the ball, and he makes the catch. Bobby Brown fouls out to Eddie Mixes. About 25 feet down the line from third base, and 10 feet or so foul. With two down, up comes Gene Woodling, who fouled out to Mixes in the second inning. And Cliff Mapes is on deck. Branca studies Campanella's sign. Into the windup, he throws. The pitch is inside, up around the letters. And it's a one-nothing count on Woodling. Ralph taking his time. The Mount Vernon, New York right-hander into a quick windup. Throws the pitch, a curve over for a call strike. When I say a quick windup, Branca doesn't take one of those uh, lengthy, graceful windups. As he stands on the rubber, gets his sign, he quickly brings his hands up over the head and, without too much of a windup, comes down and throws. Now the delivery. Swung on. There's a line drive to right center field. Ferrillo racing over. He cannot get it. It's so off the scoreboard. Woodling rounds first, heads for second. The throw comes in. Sliding in safely with a double is Gene Woodling as Reese takes the throw. Ferrillo is limping. Gene Woodling lines a double off the scoreboard in right center field. Carl Perillo, unable to go after a ball with his usual speed because of the groin injury he sustained before the end of the season, limped over after the ball. However, it was high upon the scoreboard. He couldn't have caught it anyway. Snyder converged with him. And now here's Cliff Mapes, who walked in the third inning and came on around to score on Burns' single and Rizzuto's fly ball to right. They pitched to Cliff, high, ball one. There are two men away, top of the fourth inning. One to nothing, New York. Woodlings double is the Yankees' second hit. Branca stretches, pitches. Mapes swings, sends a little roller, wide to first. There's Hodges going over, and then he lets Robinson do it. He throws to Branco covering for the out. <laughs> Hodges started over the ball, and Jackie hollered him off. He took it. Branker covered beautifully, and Mapes is out. Robinson to Branca. No runs for the Yankees. One hit. No errors for the Dodgers. One left on for New York. And the score at the end of three and a half innings of play is the Yankees one, the Dodgers nothing. You know, almost a million men recently bought Gillette one-piece razors on our guarantee of complete satisfaction or double their money back. It's an amazing fact that nearly 2,000 to one preferred the razor to twice its purchase price. Yes, men, and those are the odds that you will agree the Gillette one-piece razor is the easiest shaving and most convenient ever. The Gillette one-piece razor changes blades instantly, skims off stubble slick as a whistle, and rinses clean in a jiffy. Each set includes a 10-blade Gillette dispenser and an attractive serviceable travel case. See the Gillette super speed set. A big $1.75 value, for only a dollar. Look at the gold-plated Gillette Malord, 275, and the superb gold-plated Gillette Aristocrat, 379. Any one of these fine Gillette razors will give you matchless shaving ease and convenience. Last half of the fourth inning. Top of the order for Brooklyn. Pee Wee Reese, Eddie Mixis, and Carl Farillo. Very dark overhead. Dodger fans begin to uh, squirm and call for a little action. Pee-wee hit by a pitched ball in the first inning, the only Dodger to reach base. Right-hand hitter waits the delivery from Byrne, and it is in there for a call strike as he broke off a breaking pitch over the inside corner, waist high. Bobby Brown moves in the step at third on the grass to tamp down. Some of the turf. He's in close in the event of the bunt. Byrne throws, Reese swings and sends a long drive to deep left field. It may be going, going. It is gone. And they're all tied up at one and one as Pee-wee Reese put the slug on one of Tommy Burns' fastballs and drove it over the 351-foot sign into the left field stands in the lower section. And now here is Eddie Mixis, a right-hand batter. Takes outside, ball one. That was the first Dodger hit off Tommy Byrne. And it's a one-one ball game. Mixus fouled out to bear on the first inning. Tommy Burns, South, paws one in. Eddie swings and sends a drive to deep center field. DiMaggio's out there though and takes it for the out. Mixus got hold of one and drove it sharply to center but right at the Yankee clipper So with the one down, up steps Carl Perillo, who skied to center of the first inning. And as it was a predominantly Yankee crowd at Yankee Stadium, it is predominantly Dodger here at Ebbets Field. And the crowd has awakened. With Pee Wee Reese's terrific blast into the left field stands, left center field stands to tie up the ball game at one and one. Carl Furillo, right hand hitter, Tommy Byrne, the left hander, throws. The pitch is swung on line into left field, passed down for a base hit. Woodling goes over. Cuts the ball off, whips his throat a second. Perillo holds it first with a line single just to the left of Bobby Brown. And now here's Jackie Robinson. There's still no action in the Yankee bullpen. Henrik walks over to talk to Byrne. Each Dodger who has come up in this inning has spanked the ball hard. The fans are standing up to look toward the Yankee bullpen. The Yankee bullpen is seated and looking at the folks standing up. But there could be a hurry call in a moment. Every ball has been hit hard, including the out. Mixes liner to center. All right. Frillo leads off first. Jackie Robinson, upper right-hand hitter of the pitch. Inside, it's a curveball. Ball one. Robinson popped out in the second inning to Jerry Coleman. 1-1 1-1 ball game, last half of the fourth inning. Henrik not holding against Frilla, just in behind him. Byrne delivers, Robinson takes low, ball two. Jake Pittler dancing around, coaching there at first. And now there's Jim Turner, Casey Stengel's pitching coach, signaling for action in the bullpen. A left-hander and a right-hander. We'll give you their identities in a moment, as soon as they take their jackets off and go to work. Meantime, Tommy Byrne, ready for his 2-0 pitch, delivers, and it is outside for ball three. Joe Page is the Yankee left-hander, and the right-hander is Fred Sanford. Now, Tommy Henrik moves over from first base to talk to Byrne, who breezed through the Dodger lineup for the first three innings. But starting the fourth, the Dodgers teed off. With Reese spanking one of the left center field stands for a home run to tie it up. Mixes lined out to DiMaggio, and then Farillo lined a single to left. And now the count has gone to three and nothing on Jackie Robinson. And we're ready for the three-nothing pitch, and it is inside ball four, and down the second goes Farillo. That is the first walk given up by Byrne. Grillo goes to second, Robinson to first, and Casey Stengel comes out of the Yankee dugout to the mound. He goes to talk to Byrne and Yogi Berra with Gil Hodges, a power-hitting right-hand hitter coming up, and Louis Almo on deck. Now Joe Page goes to work in the bullpen. There he is working, a left-hander, and Fred Sanford, a right-hander for New York. Stengel leaves the mound, goes back to the Yankee dugout, which is located to the left of home plate here at Ebbets Field. The Dodgers dugout to the right of home plate. And for the first time in this series, we're getting a lot of action. A lot of action involving runners on and base hits. Perillo's on second, Robinson on first, only one out, one run in. Last of the fourth inning, score tied one and one. Hodges fouled out to Bear in the second inning, awaits the pitch from Byrne. Here it is, way outside, ball one. One ball, no strikes. Outfield around toward left. Tommy checks for the yogi. Brillo moves off second. Jackie Robinson off first. Burn stretches. Has a look at second. Here's the pitch. And it's inside. Ball two. Curveball. And the streak of wildness that you generally expect from Tommy Byrne, which did not occur early, as it so frequently does, has suddenly come here in the fourth. Now we're ready for the 2-0 pitch. Two men on, first and second. Here's the delivery. Outside, ball three. And Byrne calls Yogi out to uh, talk to him. Yogi just takes a step or two out, though, and doesn't go all the way out. A 3 nothing count on Gil Hodges. The man most directly responsible, however, for Burns Wireless is not Burn, but Pee Wee Reese, who teed off and hit that ball into the left field, uh, left center field stands, and that got Byrne a little wary. Now the pitch. Over for call strike, three and one. In a tight ball game, in an important ball game, when a batter suddenly steps up and parks one on you, then you get a little worried if you're a pitcher that somebody else will. You try to be a little too careful. They try to be careful, and you become a little too careful and miss the corners. By either a little or a lot. Three balls, one strike on Gil Hodges. Carl Perillo on second. Jackie Robinson on first. One out, one in. Last the fourth inning. Tommy Byrne with a stretch. A look at his runners. Here's the pitch. Hodges takes outside. Ball four, and they're loaded up. Perillo goes to third. Robinson to second. Hodges takes over at first, and the batter is Louis Almo. Grounded out to Bobby Brown in the second inning. And for the first time in the series, we've got the bases loaded. Now Casey Stengel comes out of the Yankee dugout, walk out to the mound. Casey has his mind made up. Uh, I believe he's going to take burn out. I'm not certain. He took a look at the bullpen says something Art Passarella Casey's looking toward the Yankee bullpen and he walks to the mound Henrik's standing there and I believe Casey's going to have the left-hander Joe Page is going to come on so Casey is not going to play percentage and bring in Sanford a right-hander to pitch to the right-hander hitting Almo he's going to bring in his ace left-hander Joe Page. Now, of course, Casey's uh, figuring ahead a little bit. If he had brought in Sanford, then Gene Hermansky might have been sent up there by Bert Schotten. So, Joe Page is coming on. to pitch to Louis Almo. And Joe's coming in awful early for him, though he did come in early last uh, Saturday against the Boston Red Sox, the game the Yankees had to win to stay in the pennant fight. And he went six and two thirds innings that day and pitched one hit ball to actually give the Yankees the chance to win that pennant the next day. Tommy Byrne gets a hands, he leaves the mound. And while we await Joe Page's warming up on the hill, we pause ten seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Hear the World Series exclusively on WOR 710. See the World Series on WOR-TV Channel
1: 9. WOR and WOR-FM New York. Back at Ebbets
0: Field... The Dodgers have the bases loaded. Joe Page is coming in to relieve Tommy Byrne, who went three and a third innings, allowed but two hits, both of them in the fourth inning, walked two men, both of them here in the fourth inning, struck out only one, and is responsible for the three men who are now on base. Score is tied at one and one. Joe Page calls Yogi bear out to the mound as he finishes his warm-up tosses to talk to him and we're set to go. You've got Carl Perillo on third, Jackie Robinson on second, Gil Hodges on first. One out, one run in on Pee Wee Reese's inning opening homer. Score tied 1-1 and Louis Almore, right-hand hitter up, Joe Page into the windup, in comes the pitch, and it is strike, call, a fastball through there, toward the outside part of the plate, between the belt and the knees. They don't play Almo to pull, they're shading him around toward right, Louis, he's a right-hand batter. Brillo moves up the line from third, Robinson moves off second, Hodges off first, Page comes in with his pitch, and Almo takes outside for a ball, one-and-one, one. Yogi bluffs a throw down to first. Then took a quick look at Perillo as Brown dashed to third. Perillo is playing it safe over there. Fred Sanford continues to limber up in the Yankee bullpen. Lou Almo the batter. Perillo on third. Robinson on second. Hodges on first. One ball, one strike on Almo. Joe Page comes in with a pitch. It is swung on and missed. Strike two. One and two the count. A wicked hook. And here you've got, on the hill for the Yankees, one of the most publicized relief pitchers in the history of baseball. And the crowd sensing a dramatic situation. But with the manager of the Yankees wondering whether this is the day that Joe has it or whether he hasn't. Don't always have it, you know. The Yankees hoping he does have, the Dodgers hoping he doesn't have with a count, one ball and two strikes, Almo stepped out of the batter's box for a moment. And as he starts back in, Page steps off the rubber. Turns around, has a look into center field. Eyes back on, Almo back in. Brill on third, Robinson on second, Hodges on first. The wind up. three men lead away. The pitch, Almo swings and lets a high pop-up foul back to first, drifting over into the stands. Henrik leans in, he leans in, he's got it! And the bases remain loaded. Henrik leaned into the stands and grabbed that ball. Tommy Henrik reached high over the heads of standing patrons in the field boxes. Back to first base. And grabbed that ball for the out. So they're two away. And up comes Duke Snyder. Bats him left-handed. Slide to left field in the third. And so the battle continues. Three men on, two down. Score tied, 1-1. One, one. Page into the windup. In comes the pitch. Snyder swings and sends a ground ball out toward Coleman. He's up with it. Throws to Henrik, and the inning is over. And Smokey Joe Page once again proved his pitching prowess as a reliever. One run, two hits for the Dodgers, no Yankee errors, and three men left on. And there was one of the most dramatic situations we've had in the World Series so far, with the Dodgers having a golden opportunity to forge way ahead but stopped cold in that inning by Joe Page. And so at the end of four innings of play, it's one and one. Quick, good-looking, comfortable. Men, that's the kind of shaves you get every time with Gillette Blue Blades. These blades, five for a quarter, are so sharp and so perfectly finished, they just glide through wiry whiskers. Every stroke is a caress. Yes, and you enjoy tops and convenience when you buy Gillette Blue Blades in the handy Gillette dispenser. It comes in both 10 and 20 blade sizes for the price of the blades alone. Your four inning totals, the visiting Yankees, one run, two hits, no errors, three left on. The Dodgers, one run, two hits, no errors, and three left on. And so the tempo of the series has begun to pick up considerably from the standpoint of thrills, And as we move now to the top half of the fifth inning of a 1-1 ball game, up is Jerry Coleman, right-hand hitter. Ralph Franco, the right-hander, throws. Coleman takes a strike right in there. Overhand fastball between the belt and the knees. Coleman looked at a third call strike in the third inning. Of course, we had thrills of another kind in the first two games. Thrilling pitching, thrilling defensive play. Branca's pitch to Coleman, swung on and missed. Strike two, and Branca overpowered Coleman with a fastball just around the shoulders. And Ralph has his jaw set. He's a game competitor. Two strike count on Jerry Coleman. Score tied 1 1, fifth inning. And now Branca's ready, and his pitch curve is swung on, hit up into the air into center field. Snyder out there 100. And makes the catch. Coleman skies out to Snyder in center. And with one down, up comes Joe Page. Page, a left-hand hitter outfield about straight away Branca's pitch is right over for called strike you know chances are in a regular season game Casey Stengel might not have lifted Byrne in a spot like that because so many times Byrne has loaded them up and pitched himself out of those jams the one strike delivery in there for call strike two but in a World Series With time so short, managers refuse to take too many chances, especially when they have uh, well-loaded bullpens. Now the two-strike pitch to uh, Joe Page is swung on a missed. strike three, as Ralph Branca chalks up his fifth strikeout. Now we go to the top of the Yankee order and pick up Bill Rizzuto, who grounded a third and sent a fly ball into right center in the third inning. That drove in the Yankees' run when previously Mapes had walked, gone to third on burn single, and that set it up for Phil to score the run. The pitch is swung on and fouled off in behind the plate. A one-strike count. Phil went for a low outside pitch, trying to hit it to right field. So far in this series, there have been a total of 33 strikeouts. Red was busy figuring up the total over there. Branca delivers to Phil High, ball one, one and one. Conceivably, this might go down in World Series history as the strikeout series. But uh, we'll wait until that happens, see how far the series goes and all. One ball, one strike. Here's your pitch. Swung on by Phil and fouled off to the right of the plate. And as we followed the flight of the ball, our eye caught Carl Hubble and Mal Ott, who are here. A couple of fair ball players in their day, Red. One and two to count on the scooter. They're a couple of the greatest the Giants ever had. Ralph Franco's pitch Curve is outside Ball two, two, two The commissioner waves to us Mrs. Chandler And uh, seated uh, with the commissioner today is Mr. Joe Spang, Jr. President of the Gillette Safety Razor Company Here's your pitch to Phil Curveball high, ball three Man, that was over, but just a little high So it's a full count on the scooter. Three and two. Branco goes to the Rosen bag. I comes back upon the rubber. Toes it. Looks in and gets the sign from Campanella. Into the windup. round comes the right arm. The payoff pitch is swung on. A ground ball hit right to Reese. He scoops it up. Flips on over to Hodges. In time and the inning is over. No runs. No hits. No errors. Nobody left on. And the score at the end of four and one half innings of play. One and one. And now it's with a great deal of pleasure that I switch this Gillette microphone over to a fellow who not only has a good clean shave, but uh, a fellow with whom I'm always I always feel privileged to work with. Been broadcasting World Series games since back in 1935. One of the outstanding baseball broadcasting authorities and a nationally famous
1: sports broadcaster in all fields, the old redhead, Red Barber. Thanks very much, Mel. Good afternoon again, everybody. Joe Page, who not only uh, won some games for the Yankees this past summer, but according to uh, Casey Stengel and uh, pitching coach Jim Turner, saved 25 more, is ready to pitch to Campanella. Does a curve in there for a fall strike. He's a big, strapping six-foot left hander and throws that ball hard. He has a strong arm. He has the temperament to relieve his whole disposition is to come in and choke off a ball cloud and he's been tremendous at it pitches as a let up curve over for a call second strike i feel around toward left on Capanella. Roy hitting eighth in the Brooklyn batting order first up last to the fifth she's a one-and-one one tie and another one of these tough grinding ones pitch fast curve low one and two page if you haven't seen him pitch uh, Rears up on his toes and gives you a big forward kick and In addition, he's got a very uh, Loose set of hips where he gives you a lot of motion out there and uh, back of that motion is the idea that there's a strong guy that's going to turn loose that rock and the hitters that uh, well, they just don't exactly take a toe hole rough customer delivers one and two there's a foul back Count standing as it was one and one tie Campanella, then Branca, followed by the top of the order. Reese, who hit uh, Brooklyn's home run in the fourth inning. It melts way up in left center field. Page kicks, throws. Campanella fouls it off. Still one and two. Page uh, has control. Uh, Jim Turner was telling us that he's about the best he's ever seen at tuning up in a bullpen. He knows just how much to get ready. In other words, says uh, Turner, he doesn't leave a pitch in the bullpen, meaning he doesn't do too much work. And that is quite a trick for a relief man. Page relieved 60 times this summer. Throw, curveball high outside. Two balls, two strikes. Page wears number 11. Now turns his back on the plate, turns around the back of the mound. With the bases loaded, and one out. He came on in the fourth inning and silenced it just like that. One-two hitters. Foul ball. Nice catch by Henrik. And a ground ball by Schneider. Curve ball hits slowly down to the right side. Second baseman Coleman over. Up for the ball. Throws to first. And that's off Campanelli. He's thrown up by four or five steps. Four to three if you're scoring. Second to first. One up, one gone. Last to the fifth inning. And here's Pitchabranka coming out of the Brooklyn bench. Making his way up to the plate. Right in, batter, number 13. After yesterday's game, manager Shattman said that his starting pitcher today would be either Branca or Barney. He'd get Barney down in the bullpen, and he started with Branca. Ask him in the Brooklyn clubhouse uh, a couple of hours before the ball game uh, today uh, why Branca, let's see, has the first pitch to Ralph, high ball one. He said simply that Branca has been starting. The last three weeks in turn has been working regularly and Barney has not made a start since the Dodgers were last at Chicago. They were at Chicago, St. Louis, then back at Brooklyn, Boston, Philadelphia. one and pitch in there, fastball for a call strike. Franca is uh, not one of the best hitting pitchers in the trade. He struck out, if you recall, in the third inning. That field is not deep in, and is swung in toward right. Grass swings, misses. Page just fired that ball down in there. One and two. Ball game tied, one and one. Jake Fittler coaching at first. Hollow something up to the plate. Milton Stark coaching at third. Page pumping. Now kicks throws. There's a foul on top of the first base stands out of play one and two. Page balances the ball down his glove, blows in his hand a couple of times. Big left hander delivers. Curry blew inside ball, too. Two balls, two strikes. He took something off that ball, trying to make Branca chase it. Of course, I imagine that Branca's big idea up at the plate is to try and make Paige pitch as much as possible. Two and two. Relief of throws, fastball outside. Two ball, three. Two balls, two strikes. A man gone, nobody on, last but the fifth. She's another spine-tingler, all tied, one and one. So far in the series, these two teams are either exactly tied or just the one-run differential. Boy, well, that's cutting it awfully close. Couldn't be any closer. Page delivers, three and two. Call, strike three, fastball. He poured through there, and Rap took it right off the hand. So this is the first strikeout for Page. Now Reese gets a big hand as he walks up to the plate. The Yankees had one to nothing. He caught hold of one of uh, Tommy Burns' pitches and drilled it, 351 feet. That's where it's marked. That's where the ball went in the lower left center field stands. Reese, right-hand hitter. left to page pitches fastball in too close to the hands. Ball one. I feel swung around toward left for two reasons. One, Reese pulls in that vicinity. And uh, three, the wind is blowing that way. Fastball over. we was just above the knees on the inside. One ball, one strike. Two gone. Page deals. Reese hits curveball foul. One and two ball bouncing over to the Yankee bench and coach Frankie Crosetti darts out takes the ball on the bounce throws it over to the umpire's ball boy one and two Cachabella down on his haunches to give the sign the hustling young umpire Art Passwell of the American League staff touches down Taking his stance directly behind the receiver. One and two pitch. Outside. Page took a little off that one. Two balls, two strikes. Two and two. Thing's quiet for the moment. Page moves off the rubber. Checks his uh, foothold down halfway in the front of the mound. Pitches. is a curve that reached just to check his swing on in time. Lowe turns around and claims Pee-wee swung. Pee-wee turned around and claimed he didn't swing, and Pastor Wallace said, he didn't swing for me. Now Casey Stengel jumps to the front of the Yankee bench. He doesn't get out of it, but uh, there he stands, a uh, figure of silent protest. Boy, the stage lost a tremendous thespian when it uh, lost Stengel the baseball. He has a very mobile face. So there's that half swing. Boy, an umpire knows that he's just 50% wrong time he has to compete with that one. 3-2 pitch, swung on a ground ball right back to the mound. Page picks it up, throws it over to first, and Reese is retired very easily. So nothing across against Joe Page in the last of the fifth. He's come on to face five men, and he's gotten them all, and he's not had a ball uh, hard hit. So at the end of five innings, we'll check our totals. One run, two hits, no errors, identical totals. And so the big crowd uh, looking on. All of the great people in baseball are here. If Mel and I started telling you uh, who we see, uh, well, we just wouldn't have any time for the play-by-play. They're all here. All that you can think. Now for the uh, ball club uh, going on the attack in the sixth inning for the Yankees, Henrik Berra and DiMaggio. That's how they'll hit for the Brooklyn club afield. Franca on the mound. Campanella back of the plate. Hodges at first, Robinson at second, Reese at short, Eddie Mixis at third base today. In left field, know. center field, Duke Snyder, and the right fielder is Carl Ferrello. The umpires are Passarella back of the plate, Jordan at first, Hubbard at second, Rudin at third, Barr in the left field corner, and Hurley in the right field corner. The National League umpires represent 58 years of Major League experience and 13 uh, World Series. The American League umpires represent 26 years of Major League experience and 7 World Series. Tommy Henrik, first up in the sixth. Swings and misses at a fastball that Banker threw right down in there. Nothing in one. All tied, one in one. Henrik grounded out to first baseman Hodges in the first inning and walked in the third. Wind continues blowing from right field to left, from first base to third. As a fastball low inside, it gets away from Campanella and goes on back to the stands. Nothing more than ball one. New agate put in play. Frankie Crosetti coaching at third. Bill Dickey coaching at first. Henrik. Chokes that bat about an inch. Leans in, left-hand hitter. Takes an outside curve. It misses. And it is two and one. Two balls, one strike. Tom, of course, is being played to hit into right field. Ranker lets out his breath. Now starts pumping. Delivers 2-1. Over four-call, second strike on the outside. That seemed to be the change off the fastball. two balls two strikes Henrik a slightly open stance chokes it bad just a shade more right now two-two pitch curve swung on hit out into short right field Peralo coming in he's under it right fielder takes it and one man is disposed of beginning matters in the sixth inning one-one tie and Yogi Berra who is 0 for two struck out in the first inning Hopped up to second baseman Robinson in the third. He's got a little bandaging around his wrist and around the base of the thumb on his left hand. That's the thumb that he broke, if you recall, in August. Still sore and painful. I feel toward right. Branker's throw. The curveball in there. False strike. Nothing in one. One out. Nobody on. The pitching continues to dominate. Big right-handers throw. Lella Ball swung on, hits sharply to first on one bounce. Hodges up, runs over to the bag, and makes the put out unassisted. And I'm getting much more than halfway down the line. So two men are gone, and Big DiMaggio stepping in. Even though he struck out twice, you can feel that the sentiment of the fans is all for this great player. Hatfield swings around toward left and is back at a most respectful distance. The infield is deep. Reese at short is overshifted uh, very much toward third. Mixus is deep at third. But then the of pitches, curveball in for a call strike. Canadio struck out in the second and struck out in the fourth, both times swinging. One and one ball game, two gone. The pitch, fastball swung on. It's a high puck fly. The first baseman hides it getting under in foul ground. And now it's in fair ground and he makes the catch. The wind blew the ball back into fair ground, but the first baseman had it, so there's nothing across for the Yankees in the top of the sixth inning. The score, New York won, Brooklyn one. Coming out there, it's field this morning. Bob Chipman, pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Told me the Gillette Super Speed Razor is the finest shaving instrument that he's ever used. So, Bob, how about giving the fans the lowdown, will you? It's always a pleasure to put your friends next to a good thing, and Gillette Super Speed Razor is all of that, believe me. Convenient, Bob? Yes, blade changing is a cinch and cleaning is too. More important, you get the slickest shaves in the world. Man, the new Gillette Super Speed Razor is the greatest shaving bargain ever offered. You get this fine, precision-made Gillette one-piece razor and a 10-blade Gillette dispenser in a modern styrene travel case of big $1.75 value for only a dollar. Ask for the new Gillette super-speed razor set at any convenient store. Well, this World Series is getting to be the sort of one that you can't uh, so much as bat your eyelids for fear something might happen. And I imagine uh, you millions of folks listening in, there's over 700 radio stations uh, carry this uh, Gillette World Series broadcast to all four corners of the earth. I imagine that uh, it's hard for you to run off any place and miss about it. Never has there been a series with such tightness of pitching as the series opened up. That is, tightness on both sides. Now we've got uh, Eddie Mixis, first up last in the sixth inning. left Joe Page delivers, fastball low inside, ball one. The regular third baseman, the bulk of the season for Brooklyn was Billy Cox, who sprained his ankle in a morning game Labor Day and has not played since. And since that time, Mixis, a right-hand hitter, has alternated with Jorgensen, left-hand hitter at third. Fastball inside, the ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Jorgensen played the uh, first two games, if you recall. Started them, stadium. And Mixus is starting this one. The pitching for the Yankees today has been from the southpaw side. First uh, Tommy Burry, now Joe Page. A two-nothing pitch, over for first strike. That's always the big one because you not only have to get it over, but you've got to get something on it. Two balls, one strike. This is Page's ball game, of course, to win or lose. He works. Fastball ball swung on a high pop fly into right center field. Mapes is under it. Not a too tough chance for the right fielder. And he's got it. And there again, you could trace uh, the force of the wind. Mapes must have uh, drifted under that ball five more steps towards center field as the wind... Made the ball dance. 12 put out to the right fielder. One up, one away. Last of the sixth inning. One and one tie. And Carl Ferrello, who is uh, one for two, singled off burn in the fourth inning. After firing out the center field in the first. After to the left. Crowd watching tensely as this grim struggle continues the tender. page pitches a curve outside the right hand hit a call for a one and all the field, page relieving came on in the fourth inning for the bases loaded and one out and stopped the dodgers right in their tracks kept the ball game then as it was and as it is now one and one barron is catching his second game so though caught yesterday back at the plate Henry at first base, the second Jerry Coleman at shortstop Rizzuto, and today at third, it is Bobby Brown for the Yankees. The 1-0 pitch to Perello. Swung on, bounced straight to second baseman Coleman, who's up with it on a big bounce, throws over to first base, and that's all for Perello, who's retired before he's more than halfway down the line. So two are gone. Page has allowed no man to reach base safely. And Jackie Robinson, who is off for one, up to second base in the second inning, walked against Byrne in the fourth. Now steps in. Robinson, who yesterday doubled and was scored a single by Hodges for the only run in that game. Yankee outfield. Gene Woodling is in left. DiMaggio remains in center, and the right fielder is Cliff Mapes. Two gone. Remington leans in. He's deep back from the plate. Let-up ball is high outside. Ball one. Ball game, an hour and a half old. The skies remain threatening and dark, but so far we have not had so much as a wisp of rain. Uh, The weatherman said that it would be uh, ominous, overcast, cloudy, but that it would not rain. Also, he predicted that the weather would be clearing for tomorrow. Let's hope so. So... High outside for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. All eyes uh, focused right now at the heart of the diamond, left-hand Page. The batter, right-hand hitter Robinson. The pitch, low inside for ball three. That was a fast Fastball. I think Page expected Robinson to be swinging on that because he was trying to pitch him in close to the hand, which is the way that a lot of left-handed pitchers have been pitching Robinson for a couple of years. Three and all, Joe said, um, like a new baseball, so played on by Pastorella, accommodates him. Page taking his time, getting ready. On one ball game, nobody on two out. Three nothing pitch is ball four, and without throwing Robinson a strike, he walks in. So this is the second time the Jackets watched. First walk in up by Page. And this is the first man of eight to face Page to get on against him. And Gil Hodges, who fouled out to catch a barrel in the second inning, and drew a base on balls off Byrne. He was the last man that Byrne pitched to in the fourth. Hodges, who's over 1, steps in. Drove in, uh, the run yesterday, X. Actually, you speak of uh, runs so far in this series as the run of the first game and the run of the second game. Well, each ball club has a run today. Robinson off first. Hodge swings a high fly ball straight out to DiMaggio in center. Joe's waiting for it. He makes the catch. You didn't think you would do otherwise, did you? So, we have no runs, no hits, one man left. That's six now let's check our six-inning totals. Still one run, two hits and no errors. There's identical totals. Now before we move into the seventh inning, and as the Yankee fans here at Brooklyn begin standing for a stretch, let's pause ten seconds for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: Hear the World Series exclusively on WOR 710. See the World Series on WOR-TV, Channel 9,
1: WOR and WOR-FM, New York. Speaking a moment ago about the fine job that Joe Page has done, uh, it sets your mind uh, to thinking of great relief pitchers. Page's uh, uh, predecessor as a great relief man, uh, Johnny Murphy. Is sitting over there uh, alongside the Yankee dugout. And then you think of other relief pitchers, uh, Hugh Casey, uh, who is with the Yankees now but did his greatest relief work with Brooklyn. And then you go back to uh, Fred Marbury, who was a great right-handed relief pitcher. And, of course, everybody uh, was extremely sorry uh, that he had lost an arm in an automobile uh, accident down in Mexico, Texas. And, of course, everybody's pulling for him to soon be out of the hospital. And if he's listening, uh, we hope it's good listening. Now we have uh, Bobby Brown, first hit in the seventh inning, good left-hand batter, chokes that batter a couple of inches, swings and hits a hot one on one bounce to second baseman Robinson to throw it over to first and that's all for Brown. So, one up, one pitch and one away as this tough ball game gets tougher. All tied at one and one. The last base hit for the Yankees was a double by Gene Woodling off the lower part of the right field scoreboard. That field toward right, big Branca throws, fastball on the outside, no ball, one strike. Nothing in one. The last man to get on against Branca was this uh, self-same woodling who was up here now, with one away, nobody on the seventh, in one, one ball game. Everything tied, including one in one for games. There's a curve, low inside, ball one. Frankie Crusetti, with that high, piping voice which can easily uh, be heard, is busily hollering encouragement from his coaching post third after Woodling, who was in the crouch, feet close together, left-hand hitter, swings, fouls it off. On ball, two strikes. Woodling um, had a chance uh, with Cleveland some years ago and then was up in the National League with Pittsburgh and didn't hit. Went out to the Pacific Coast League, changed his stance. Lefty O'Doul helped him a lot. And uh, he led the Coast League last year. And he's been a very helpful fellow to have around the Yankee Ball Club this year. One and two pitches, swung on, there's a high fly ball in the straightaway center. Snyder backs up one, two steps, waits for the ball and makes the catch in center field. Phil so Branker has now retired the uh, batting order, the last nine. Fifth Mapes, who bounced out in uh, the fourth inning. But more important, Mapes who walked in the third, and that was the first walk, drawn by a Yankee so far in the series, and that was turned into New York run. Mapes, a left-hand hitter. Mapes walked, opened up the third inning, and with one out, went around the third base as pitcher Byrne delivered a hit-and-run single. Mapes swings, foul ball, back out of play. And as Mel pointed out to you in the third, uh, that was a very uh, vital point, that uh, base hit by Tommy Byrne. And not only that, but uh, Mapes had gotten a tremendous jump on Branca. He was really off. He just went into third base standing up. Throw, curveball low inside. One ball, one strike. One and one. Everybody is very serious visaged in this ball game. Nobody grinning. One and one pitch swung on tipped, and it is strike two. One ball, two strikes. Two out. The consistency of the way that pressure has carried uh, through all these games, unbelievably identical. One and two, the count. Throw fastball, just missing inside. Oh, that's close, so close. In fact, that uh, plate umpire Passerella just held his. Uh, Thumb and his right index finger just to show that that ball just did miss. Missed off the inside. Right-hand uh, pitcher, left-hand hitter. Mabes well back from the plate, swinging from the end. Outfield toward right. 2-2 pitch. Swung on a high fly ball into center field. Snyder comes in, now goes back. He's under it. Center fielder under it. He's got it. It high and far. Had the win uh, been the reverse of what it is today. That might have been all the way. So, with a roar... The uh, Brooklyn uh, denizens now come to their feet as they move into the last of the seventh inning, and the score stands New York 1 and Brooklyn 1. Bobby Chipman of the Chicago Cubs said a mouthful when he told you that the new Gillette Super Speed Razor tops them all for shaving ease and convenience. Fans, this razor changes blades instantly, glides through whiskers as gently as a breeze, and rinses clean in a jiffy. Twist, it opens, zip, it's loaded, twist again, and you're ready for the best-looking, most refreshing shaves ever. There's nothing to take apart or put together, nothing to jam or clog, nothing to waste your time or try your patience. So take it from me, it's a beauty and a bargain. You get it, plus a Gillette dispenser holding 10 factory-sharp Gillette blue blades in a serviceable styrene travel case, a big dollar seventy-five value for a dollar. Ask for the new Gillette Super Speed Razor set at any store and see what real shaving comfort and convenience are like. Now, the last half of the seventh inning. Roy Olmo, Duke Snyder, Roy Campanella, any one of the three uh, on safely, then Pitcher Branca will hit. A one on one dog fall. Joe Page, who is the key man now for the Yankees as this game comes down with grim tenacity with so few runs in it. Page standing on the mound. Barra stepping down to give the sign.
2: Tomo,
1: oh no, who stands uh, deep back in the box. Right-hand hitter, an the close stance. Bounced out third to first against Byrne in the second inning and against Page was the biggest out of the ball game in the fourth. Swings as a high, high foul ball that catcher is under, getting under, getting under, and makes the catch no more than 15 feet behind home plate. So one up and one away as Page continues moving through the rook and batters as a Gillette blue blade mows through your whiskers. Now we've got uh, Duke Snyder, who's off the two, left-hand hitter. So, swung on, a high foul ball on top of the third-base stands, out of play and out of the park. The ball's one strike. With the wind blowing out toward left field as strongly as it is, that's the way it is blown all afternoon, and with Page uh, probably pitching outside consistently to Snyder, the outfield is back into left, especially DiMaggio. Duke swings and pulls the ball wide of first base. Henrik up with it, runs over to the bag and makes the put out but two steps. So the play handled by Tommy Henrik, unassistedly, and two men are gone, last the seven. Roy Campanella, all for 2, stepping in. The Brooklyn uh, road secretary, Harold Powell, has just brought us the attendance figures uh, with the money figures with it: 32,788 paid, which means $164,016. That is Roy Campanella. Swings, hits a high fly ball, deep to the left center field. There's a left fielder, whittling under the ball, pushes the ball and makes the catch. 350 feet away, and the wall is 351. So I'm heading across in the last to the seventh, to a rungid quarter. Only four runs so far in the three games. The first two, one to nothing. First one by the Yankees, the second one by the Dodgers, and now each team has a run as we move into the eighth inning of this third game with games tied at one and one. In the eighth inning for the Yankees, it's uh, second baseman Coleman who is batting eighth. First up, followed by Joe Page. You know he'll hit for himself. And then by the top of the order, Rizzuto. When the Dodgers come in for the last of the eighth, it would be Pitcher Branca leading off, then the top of the order, Reese and Mixes. And Ralph is just getting out to the mound right now. There's Campanella coming up to the plate. And uh, let's open up that other microphone for Mel Allen and uh, get his observations. Mel, uh, did you ever think you'd see such pitching, especially in the clutch when it meant so much? Never did. As a matter of fact, in
0: the press room before the ball game got underway, I was talking to Dan Daniel, who erudite sports uh, reporter of the World Telegram, been following baseball for longer than Red and I uh, ages together, he said he didn't know what in the world all of a sudden happened. He said, they're blossomed forth here. The Mathesons, the McGinnities, and uh, the greats all over again. He said something that uh, no one ever expected, and that's just the way it's been. And uh, looks like as if that's the way it's going to still be, Red.
1: Well, that's the way it is right now. All tied one and one is we move into the eighth inning. And here is the right hand hitting second baseman of New York. Jerry Coleman first up. Brankers, fastball is over, but too high. Ball one. Also, the weather conditions have uh, befriended all pitches. Weather conditions, as well as the fact that the uh, batter screen was taken down in center field at the stadium for the first two days. Throw, curveball over. It has been dark this afternoon, and of course that sets up uh, a pitcher's fastball. The darker it gets, the more of a disadvantage the hitters are. And then at the stadium in the first two days, the, the hitters were having to look against that white baseball, against all the white shirts in the center field bleacher section. batting screen was down. one and one pitch. one on missed. Shot curveball. Oh, make no mistake about it, uh, the pitching staffs that had uh, come through such a Kilkenny struggle to win pennants were braced. We're all set. One ball, two strikes. Coleman choking well up on that bat, oh, about three, four inches. Fastball low inside, just under the hands. Two and two. Franker and Page, even when they uh, give the hitter a ball, are close to the plate. Coleman, with his feet pretty well back from the plate, leans in. Press it from the waist. I feel step toward left. Pitch. Fastball right over off strike three. And Coleman was just uh, immobilized. There it was, he just couldn't move. You could just see him straining to try and break loose and he couldn't. That's six strikeouts for Branka. By the way, Branker's concerned in all the strikeouts of the game. He's the only dodger to be struck out. He's been struck out twice. He struck out six himself. And pitcher Page stepping in. He's been up uh, once this afternoon and struck out. He's that bat in the fifth inning. Left hand batter. Outfield toward right. Branka throws. Fastball in under the hands. Ball wide. One away. Top of the eighth inning, all tied one and one. Campanella's uh, throw back to Branca had loose in the pitcher. Reese retrieves the ball at short. Page, who came in out of that bullpen for New York just sixty times this past summer, throw, one on, foul back. The Yankees figure that Page and his performance on Saturday. As he came on, if you'll recall, and pitched uh, six and a third innings, held the Red Sox to no runs and one scratch hit. The fact that he was able to finish set up everything for New York. In other words, uh, he pitched them to the win. one one delivery, curve swung on, hit back to the middle. Reese going over, up, juggles the ball, cover throws over to first, in time for the out, and Sage is out on a bang-bang on first base. Reese had the ball bounce up and hit him in the chest. He recovered, threw over the first to Hodges, and Hodges, like a ballet dancer, made that split as he moved uh, his whole body out in to greet the ball, and Page is out. Boy, he was straining, hustling down that line. Oh, Reese recovering. Another one of the close plays. Those are the things that give umpires nightmares when you get those bang bangers. We had four in the ball game yesterday. So, two men up and two gone, top of the eight. Passarella, back of the plate. He had two like that at first yesterday. Passarella, snaps on his mask. Rizzuto, 0-3. The right-hand hitting shortstop. Swings on a fastball and pops it up into the short left field. Reese going back from short, waving almost out of the way, and Pee-Wee makes the catch. Well, the Yankees are retired heading across in the top of the eighth inning as Branca has set the side down in order now for the last four rounds. And with Brooklyn coming in for the last of the eighth, the score remains New York 1, Brooklyn 1. It goes without saying that every man who values personal appearance and comfort wants to get the best-looking, most refreshing shaves he can. To do that and save money as well, Use Gillette Blue Blades, five for a quarter. They have the easiest shaving and longest lasting edges ever put on steel. Also, they fit your Gillette razor to a T and protect you from the discomfort caused by misfit blades. Now for extra convenience, buy Gillette Blue Blades in the handy Gillette dispenser that zips them out on wrap. With it, you change blades in a jiffy, save time, save fuss. Also, the blades are perfectly protected. Stay factory sharp until used. You get 20 blades, 40 shaving edges, for 98 cents. 10 blades for 49 cents. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp. Use Gillette Blue Blades with the sharpest edges ever hauled. The, uh, Brooklyn Dodger, knock them down and drag them up the, the back hall razzmatazz symphony orchestra that plays here throughout the summer just came over and gave a salute to our only living ex-president, uh, Herbert Hoover, Not a baseball fan. Now we're moving to the last of the eighth innings, and the two key figures of the ball game face each other, Page on the mound and Branca, who is the batter? It's a tough one, one and one. Apparently, nothing for the big stakes in Major League Ball in 1949 is to come easily. Tennis didn't. The World Series are not going that way. Franca swings, fouls. Page's first pitch back for a call strike. Page, since he has come on, has pitched. Three and two-thirds innings. Retired every batter but one. Robinson, whom he walked with two out in the sixth inning. Got the next man promptly. Franca has gone all the way. Given a one run, two hits. Those are the identical totals anyhow. One and one tie. Pitch. Pass ball ripped in there for a call second strike. Branca has retired the last 13 batters that he's pitched to them. That's the 13 that he's wearing. Those of you who are not keeping score and backtrack on him. I feel into right and not deep. Can feel straight away. Throw. Curve ball just hanging outside. One and two. One ball, two strikes. It continues to be a dark afternoon. But the park is brilliantly illuminated by the pitching that we are having it has lighted up the entire series no series has ever begun with as much pitching efficiency as this one one and two pitch curve in there call strike three so cracker continues to be involved in all of the game strikeouts He struck out once against Byrne, for Byrne's only strikeout, twice against Page, for Page's only strikeout, and Bracker himself has struck out six of the Yankees. Pee-wee Reese, who hit a home run in the fourth inning to get the ball game balanced, as it still is, one and one. Reese stepping in. His home run that balanced the game, unbalanced Byrne. His control almost went out to window immediately, as Mel told you. Had to be lifted uh, uh, four hitters later. I feel toward left. Page delivers fastball low inside. Threw that one hard. He meant to throw it hard. He always means to throw that ball hard. Page, who was the glue man, he just held that Yankee staff together all summer. Works inside against the hands. Took a little bit uh, off the fastball then. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. The wind continues blowing out toward left field. It is the wind that helps a right-hand batter who hits a high drive out toward left. One gone. Last of the eighth. Everything almost deathly quiet for the moment. Two-nothing pitch. In there. Fast ball for a call strike. Big guy's working. Two balls, one strike. Reese waiting. Trim, square-shouldered figure. Been the shortstop for the Dodgers since 1940. Fellow whose job he took at shortstop is sitting over there uh, with his boss, that's uh, Leo Durocher, now the manager of the Giants, sitting over there with Horace Stoneham. balls one strike Reese takes a curve it just stays outside for ball three Now Barrett turns around and apparently kicks on that decision to pass roll and pass properly shakes his head no the umpires are under tremendous pressure they do a tremendous job 3-1 pitch Ball 4 in under the hands Pass ball, it missed and Greek walk this is the second walk given up by Joe Page now Eddie Mix is walking up to the plate a right hand light hitting utility infielder for the Dodgers playing third base today Reese at first an alert base runner Page who of course uh, has a good move to hold a man on at first Sets on the mound. Henrik takes the bag. Now let's see what happens. She's all tied. One and one. One out. Infield and double play depth. Throw to first. Out in time. Pittler, coaching at first let out an agonized scream when he saw that Page was coming over to first base but Reese was back. Outfield uh, Mapes in right is in very, very close. Of course he has got that wind behind him blowing in. Mixis is primarily a left field hitter anyhow. Third baseman Brown to step inside the bag. Here's the pitch, and Mixis sets the bunt, takes a curve over there to throw down to first base, and Reese just does slide back. It was Toast. That barrel, that ball, both these catches uh, today. Barrel for New York who just threw and Campanella, Brooklyn. They'll throw. Serves so a curveball in, and Mixis... Was set to butt, then drew his bat back out of the way. The curve was over for a call strike. Now, whether he was bluffing to try and set up something or just to annoy the Yankee infield, or whether he was serious, means to be seen. Reese taking his lead off first. Page delivers a pitch out, but Peewee isn't going, so it is ball one. The Yankees, of course, could afford to have Page come down to Liberty outside with a fastball, uh, hoping that the Dodgers were running. Now the count is one and one. The score is one and one. The games in the series uh, up to this one are one and one. Last to the eighth inning. Page looking down. Draws his eyes now until it practically slits. Looks at for his pitches. A pass ball, swung on, hit wide up third into the left field for a base hit. Reese comes around second base and holds off ahead of Woodling's off. Uh, So it's a single for Mixes, two between third and fourth, Dodgers are first and second. Hit number three for Brooklyn, hit number five in the ball game. So that's the first base hit off Page, and now Page is in a jam of his own making. A base on balls with one out to Reese and a single to Mixes. It may be that Mix been bluffing that butt, tightened the Yankee infield up even closer. At any rate, he had it up so close that that ball just skipped nimbly through between third baseman Brown and shortstop Rizzuto. Now manager Stengel, uh, Hollis for time, gets Paige's attention and Tommy Hendricks' attention. He wants Henrik to play back. The Yankee infield now is still in double play depth. The batter is called for a the outfield is a little around toward left. Throw is one for three, right hand batter. Can't run fast because of the groin injury. One out. Throw swings a high fly ball into right center field. Mapes going back to right field to 100. Reese tagging up at second. There's the catch and Pee-wee blocks toward third but holds on and the throw goes beautifully and perfectly over to third base. Cut off by just Chuck Rizzuto. Mapes is a fine throwing arm. He saved the Yankees some games by throwing them out at home plate in the pennant race. So that's the big second out. And the league's leading batter, Jackie Robinson, walking up. Page set delivers, Robinson swings, hits the ball right out to DiMaggio in center field, and there's the catch of the line drive for out number three. And so Page comes down and settles his own threat in the last half of the eighth inning. So at the end of eight, one run, Two hits and no errors for the Yankees. One run, three hits and no errors for the Dodgers.
0: Hear the World Series exclusively on WOR 710. See the World Series on WOR-TV Channel 9.
1: WOR and WOR-FM New York. Here we go, into the ninth inning, and Tommy Hendrick is first up. Ball game leveled at one and one. Branca, right hands, Hendrick swings a ground ball that Robinson picks up, throws over the first, in time for the off. And that's a great roll for a fine play. Second baseman Robinson running along the edge of the right field grass toward first base. Leaned down toward his glove hand side. Came up with what looked like a certain base hit into right field for Henrik. And threw over to Hodges. So it is one up and one gone. Now the batter is Yogi Berra. This ball game is now being played on the same terms and conditions as though it were already in extra innings. Berra, left hand hitter, crowds the play from behind chunky strong takes a let up curveball down by his knees ball one one away one and one tie who would have thought that this third game could continue such a pitiless pressure following the pattern of the first two pitch fastball in at the knees four ball two two balls no strikes franca turns his back on the plate Walks to the rear of the mound. Reached it short. Walked partway in, says something to him. Barrel ready to swing. That's his stock in trade. He'll swing at anything if he takes a notion. Brushed off very quickly by Art Passarella. Two and two. That's the ball and strike count. One out. Ferris swinging that stick menacingly back and forth. Pull it from the end, two-two pitch, curve ball. High outside, didn't cut down and in. So it is now a full count of three and two. Ball game is just two hours off. Just had two runs in it. Each side is one of them. Franco shakes no. Now starts pumping, delivers three and two. There's a solid foul outside first base, down into the right field corner. Ed Hurley down there retrieves the ball, throws it out. Commissioner Chandler, several years ago, took the alternate umpires out of uh, the stands and put them down in the foul corners. Which is a very fine contribution. Sometimes balls hit right down in those corners are extremely difficult to judge also that gives uh, umpires that's in the outfield a better angle on balls that uh, either caught a trap now three two pitch again curve low inside back to the stands yogi goes down to first base campanella comes back retrieves the ball and bar stops it first so that is just ball four had uh, barra been able to advance any farther then it would have been a wild pitch added with a curve ball down low and into the dirt so with one out barra reaches first Base on balls, which is the third walk given above Branca today. It's the third walk uh, in three games given by the Brooklyn Moundstar. Clyde Sukforth, the pitching uh, emissary of manager Shotten, goes trotting out to the mound. Suk is in uniform, and under baseball rules, which never relaxed, only uh, uh, men in umpires' uniforms or players in, or coaches or managers in baseball suits are allowed to be out on the playing field. Unless in an emergency they have to call for. Uh, Groundkeeper. In other words, a manager who is in street clothes has to stay in the dugout. And uh, Shotten does not wear a baseball suit. Sukforth goes out to uh, discuss matters with Branca. Joe Hatton, a left hander, gets up in the Brooklyn ball fence the second time he was up. He was throwing there in the third inning, as uh, Mel told you. Now, Joe DiMaggio at the plate, all for three today. Outfield deep round toward left, one and one tie. Barrett first one out, the pitch to DiMaggio, fastball high and outside, four ball one. DiMaggio looks down to third base coach Drizzetti to get the sign as to how manager Stingle wants this one played. Maggio swinging from the end, feet wide apart. The Clipper, set picture, swings, there's a foul ball on top of the right field stands, and it's one and one. One ball, one strike. Maggio's foul up there on the right field stand stood up three, six, half a dozen pigeons. One and one. Frankie Check's first pitches, a curve low and away. Campanella down into his right to hold the ball up. And it's two and one. Two balls, one strike. All tied, one and one. Well, we got all the ball game today anybody could ask for. Big right-hander, checks first, delivers, strike, swinging, a fastball, high end by the hand. Imagine really took a ripple. Unbuttoned his shirt, swinging on that one. Two balls, two strikes. Barrow, not too swift a runner. Leading down at first. Hodges the first baseman. In and out of uh, the bag with him. Now he's off the bag. The 2-2 pitch to DiMaggio. A high, high pop foul up by third. Mixus is under it. Close to the stands. He's got it. So for DiMaggio, it must be a very discouraging series. Big guy, of course, he's not strong. He's been sick. He's had, uh, he's had a terrible year. The fates have uh, really bitten at him. But he's had only one hit in the series, and that was a dribbler up to third. Today, he struck out twice, popped up to the first base and fouled up to the third second. Now Bobby Brown, who um, was uh, a racket-breaking pinch hitter back in the 47 series. A ten batter. Choking that bat. He's a tough hitter. Franker set on the mound, delivers, Brown swings, and as a ground foul, halfway off toward third. He was trying to check his swing, trying not to swing. No balls, one strike. Two teams are really locked. A run apiece today, and a game apiece, up to here. Barrett. Ready to cut and go, two out at first The pitch. Fastball swung on, hit into right field for a base knock. is going around second base and holds on. Trello is known to have a rifle for an arm. The throw goes all the way to third base. So Brown singles, which is the third hit for the Yankees. And the totals are again even at a run, three hits and no errors. So Yankees are at first and second. As the Yankees come on with a threat here in the ninth inning, a sharp single to right, drilled through between first baseman Hodges, second baseman Robinson. And the batter now is Gene Woodling who is one for three. This is his only appearance uh, in the series. Double to right in the fourth inning. There'd been no hit off, Franker, since Woodling's double. Left-hand batter, feet close together, steps toward first base in his stride, and is in quite a crouch, swinging from the end. Franker's pitch, swung on, foul back. There was a high outside curve that Woodling went for. A ball one strike. Brown, the runner at first. Barrow, who is the key runner, is down at second. She's a one-in-one tie. Woodling Crouch. Franker stands direct, stops, pitches, fastball, just in at the knees. Ball one. Strike one. Things grow quiet now for the second. Branker prepares for his next delivery. Rubs up the ball. Now puts his glove back on. Check second base. Stops. Pitches. Inside at the knees again. Four ball to Another fastball. Two balls, one strike. Woodleg looking down to Corsetti. See what the orders are. The orders are going out pitch by pitch. Reese comes in from short. Takes the ball from Branca. And the shortstop slipping his glove is busily rubbing up that ball. Meanwhile, Pee-wee uh, talking to Ralph. Now the Brooklyn captain goes back to his shortstop post. Two balls, one strike. Barra leading down off second. Cresetti continually reminding him, two men out, run on anything. The ball is ordered brought into plate on fire for an inspection after Reese had rubbed it up. It's found to be uh, serviceable. Left in play. All right, two and 2-1 is the count. Franca shaking no. Campanella stays low back at the plate. The 2-1 pitch. A pass ball just misses low inside for ball three. And the way Woodling back from that ball, Casey Stengel had ordered him to take it no matter where it was. Now it's 3-1. and one. And Woodling uh, checks for again. Cresetti looked into Stengel and then uh, gave a bunch of signs one good one the rest uh, the hocus-pocus for the decoy all right count is three and one Branca deals call strike two fastball on the outside and Woodling who had taken a step up toward first is recalled by the plate umpire's decision and Bellas for the moment Crescetti hollers something for back of third so it's an automatic run and hit three balls two strikes two out men at first and second well, I guess you'd say this is the biggest pitch so far, wouldn't you? Game standing one and one. Let's see what goes. Branca ready. Right-hander pitches the runners break. It's ball four. And Campanella had all he could do to keep that ball from going back to the stands. So the bases are loaded. Branca turned the fastball loose down across the shins. So the bases are now filled. First time the Yankees have had the bases loaded in the series. A walk, a single and a base on ball. This is four walks given up by Branca. Cliff Mapes, the left-hand-hitting uh, right fielder, is waiting to bat next. And there is Clyde Sookforth, one of the Brooklyn coaches, going out to the mound now to talk to Bracker. Robinson has come in from second base. Captain Reeves from short. Catcher Campanella is out there. right handed Jack Bader is up throwing in the Brooklyn bullpen, along with Hatton. Hatton's been throwing a long time. Sukie looking down at the bullpen, but he's taken Bracker off to one side and is talking to him. And apparently, it looks as though uh, uh, Sukforth is uh, talking with uh, Branca to give Branca a chance to say whether uh, he thinks he can go on or not. And they're going with Branca. So the coach back into the bench. Branca now stands on the mound, a long, solitary key figure. Reese has gone back to short, Robinson the second, and Campanella settles down behind the plate. And Mapes, the six-foot left-hand hitting right fielder. Wait a minute, and Mapes is going to be called back from the plate, and Johnny Mize is going to pinch hit. Mize, the uh, former Cardinal, the former Giant who was sold from the Giants, uh, late in the summer, but in time to be eligible for the series to the Yankees, Myers, who pinch hit a uh, single yesterday in the right field, is coming on to pinch hit for Mates. Well, Myers is no stranger to Branker. Uh, they've had many a brush. So, Johnny Myers is coming on to pinch hit, and going down to the Yankee bullpen to get ready to go into the outfield is Hank Bauer. So Myers, who is one for one, a pinch hit single yesterday, coming up to the plate. Shortly after he was uh, sold to the Yankees by the Giants, he hurt his shoulder. He's uh, available for hitting duty, but uh, can't play at first. So, here's the big fellow, Johnny Myers, stepping in, hitting for the right fielder in the ninth inning. Three men are on. It's a one and one ball game. Ooh, don't go away. Outfield deep, round toward the right. Branca pitches and Myers takes a fastball. In by the belt buckle for ball one. There's Casey Stengel, sort of leading a little weaving, uh, sinuous dance down there in the Yankee bench. Franker pumps, delivers. Myers takes a fastball in for a call strike. One ball, one strike. My is a big guy he's over the Giants they call him the big cat and he swings that uh, heavy bat as though it waved no more than a dry turkey feather okay three men on one and one ball and strike count rank of pumps two out the pitch is the fastball outside four ball two two and one Stengel had makes it at the plate and he was not going to uh, reveal his hand until he saw whether manager shot him was going to take Branker out or not. But when it was apparent that Branker was to remain pitching, then he called Mapes back and uh, put the Big Myers up there where he now is. Well, she's tied one and one. Hold on to your hats. Three runners take their lead. The two-one pitch, swung on. It's belted it out toward right field. It's a base hit. It's up against the screen. In comes one run. In comes two runs. And it's a long single to get in two runs. And Myers is two for two. The pitch hit and the Yankees' lead. Three to one. So Big Mize delivers. He set up there and he hit one about 25 feet off the ground against the wire screen. And Bauer goes down to first base to run for him. And Mize gets a tremendous hand as he goes off the field. And the Yankee fans are deliriously delighted. And there is Coach Clyde Sulcourt calling for time and going out to the mound. This may be all for Drankerich. 3-1 to one in favor of the Yankees. Bauer has been announced. He's the pitch runner at first base. and they're going to bring joe hatton Is it happen or batter just a moment it is uh jack batter they want not the left-hander after all jack batter who didn't get very much time to throw so batter is coming on and johnny Myes. An old national leaguer returns to the scene where he's hit many a base hit here at brooklyn and properly hits a solid high pinch hit single and gets in two runs. 3-1, favor the Yankees. First time that any team has scored in one inning more than one run. And the Yankees now in the ninth inning lead 3-1. to one. And with Joe Page on the mound, Casey Stengel is sitting over there, just got a smile on there as big as a close slice of a watermelon. Frank, I got the hand as we leave the mound. Franca goes out after eight and two-thirds innings. He got all but the final out. And the first two runs for the Yankees were put on by bases on ball. Franca retired 14 men straight, and with one out in the ninth inning after retiring Henrik for his 14th consecutive out, he walked Barra, and that proved to be the undoing. After DiMaggio fouled out to third, And with Branca trying to get the third out of the ninth inning, Brown laid in with a solid single to right field. And then came the base on balls to Gene Woodling to load them up. The pinch hit single by Johnny Mize, who is now uh, sitting comfortably back there in the Yankee bench. And Jack Banner, tall, lean right-hander, out on the mound relieving for Brooklyn. It's the first time that a Dodgers starter failed to finish. Franker going to within one out. So it is 3-1 in favor of the Yankees. 3-1. On that base hit, Woodling went around to third base, of course, Mize is a very ponderous runner. That's why he was held at first. A faster man might have made it a double. So we have Yankees at first and third. Bauer on at first base. Batter on the mound. Second baseman, Jerry Coleman, steps in, right hand hitter, in a crouch. Outfield toward left, batter throws, fastball is bunted foul. There's a bid for a base hit, surprise measure. Foul ball, strike one. at first, is ready to go on anything. He'd go out and play right field for the latter half of the ninth inning. Woodling over at third, of course he's ready to set sail. Outfield toward left. Coleman, 0 for 3, leaning in, choking that bat. Batter, checks first, the right-hander pitches, fastball in for a call, second strike. Nothing in two, no balls, two strikes. Big Johnny Mize, while he'd been on some great St. Louis teams, and uh, been over there with the Giants, never got into a World Series until this fall. And he's already more than repaid the Yankees for whatever they paid for him when they got him from the Giants. The space hit now just did that. Throw, there goes Bauer, there's a line drive hitting the center field. Uh, the Yankee, uh, four runs, three of them got on with base it on balls. Now we have some action down the Yankee bullpen. Uh, Fred Sanford, right hander, begins throwing, because this is a, a long inning. A fastball outside, ball two. Correction, that is not Sanford, that is Allie Reynolds who is now throwing. Sanford was throwing earlier, and it is Reynolds, the pitching hero of the first game. Strong right hander, working in the bullpen now for New York. To get ready in the event that Page needs any trouble in nailing down this 4-1 ball game in the ninth inning. Batter. Checks first. Pitches, paid swings, and slices foul in the lower third base stand. Two one. We'd like to um, repeat what we said. Of the four Yankee runs, three were scored by men who got on with walks. Two here in the ninth inning and one in the third. And that's quite a story, and as much as there were no walks given to the Yankees in the first two games. Page swings and fouls this one back, and there was a hit-and-run play on that one because Coleman, the runner from first, was headed toward uh, the still vacant second base. The Yankees have exploded here in the ninth inning. Franco opened the door with one out, a walk to Barrow, then with two out, a single to Brown, a base on to Woodling loaded it up, a pinch hit single by Johnny Myers knocks in two. And Coleman has just singled sharply off relief pitcher Jack Banter. Joe Page up there, it's his ball game to win. All these runs belong to him. 2-2 pitch, swung on and missed, strike three and Page strikes out. So eight men batted in the top of the ninth inning. Three of them scored on three base hits. So the Yankees now lead 4-1. to one. It's the first time that any team has been more than one run away from the opposition. And Page, who has pitched uh, with phenomenal efficiency, came on in the fourth inning with the bases loaded. That's when the Dodgers had their big chance. They had the bases loaded. The ball game was then one and one. And Page got Olmo on a foul ball to Henrick, who caught the ball leaning against the 1st row spectators alongside the stands at first base. And then he got start on the ground ball second to first. Allie Reynolds continues twirling way down in the left-field corner for the Yankees. Bauer goes out to right field, of course. Uh, he took over for Mize, who had uh, pinch hit for right fielder Mapes. Now in the last they tonight, Page will to be called on to pitch to Hodges, Olmo, and Snyder. now playing right field. That's the announcement on Bauer. Big left-hander, Joe Page, all set. Gil Hodges stepping in. No one will be on New the York 4, Brooklyn 1. At the end of the game. Sarah, Germany settling exit. down to give the sign. And the Page in no hurry. Back. Shuffles a little dirt out there on the mound with his spikes. Happy around toward left. The wind continues blowing into left field. Page pumps, kicks... Twist throws, and Hodges, Bunning, fouls the ball off. He was bunning for a base hit, figured that that's about the last thing the Yankees would expect of him. Allie Reynolds, who allowed no runs, and won the first game, along with Hendricks' home run, one to nothing, continues throwing down the bullpen, being warmed up by Charlie Silvera. Easy insurance if they need him. Page works, there's a the ground ball, hit sharply down to second. Coleman up with it cleanly, throws over to first, and Hodges was easily off by about three steps. One up and one gone, last half of the ninth inning. Louis Olmo, who is 0-4-3, has not gotten the ball out of the infield. And uh, I would say that Page is out of Olmo, with the bases loaded and one man retired up until that uh, situation in the fourth inning, was the key out of the ball game. Now Page works, Olmo swings, drills the ball back into left field, it's going a long way back. It is in for a home run. Now, Olmo running his home run home, steps on home plate, and it's a 4 ball game. He hit a curve ball and drilled it well back in the straightaway left field stands. The ball went about uh, 365 feet when it landed. So it is now four to two. Bruce Edwards, a second string catcher and a right hand batter, is being brought in from the Brooklyn bullpen. Snyder is at the plate. Page deals over fastball for a call strike at the outside on that one. The Yankees four, the Dodgers two. Page works over fastball for a call second strike. Page, two outs to go and a two run margin. Four to two ball game. Snyder holding it, stick down by the end. Overly close stands. Outfield back in the left on him. Pitch is swung on, fouled off. Nothing can do. Ball back on the screen. A few uh, spectators of the crowd of 32,788. I started for the exit gates, but uh, almost home run returned into their seats. Page takes the sign very coolly. Throws, curve swung and missed strike. Three and Snyder is struck out. So Page now is one out away. The Yankees four, the Dodgers two in this third game of the series. And just who the pitchers will be tomorrow? Well, probably uh, Eddie Lopat. He's been figured to start most any time. Might start for the Yankees. Just two manager shot would come up with, uh, you don't know. Of course, the outcome of this game makes a great deal of difference. Each side of the camp. Campanella, right-hand hitter. Swings, fouls the ball back. Nothing in one. Two gone, last of the night. Edwards waiting on deck. He's to hit for a relief pitcher Banner in the event that Campanella can save him a bat. As it stands now, Edwards on deck is the tying run. Yankees 4-2. Campanella swings, fouls this one off. No balls, two strikes. Casey Stengel lets out an encouraging hoop and a holler as he steps to the front of the Yankee bench, hollers out to Page. And we are beginning to get a little rain. It is starting to rain right now. First rain of the day. The skies are letting overhead. As we pointed out to you, they have been ominous all afternoon. Page works. Campanella checks his swing on a low curveball, and it is ball one. One ball, two strikes. In the column that counts, the Yankees four, the Dodgers two. The Yankees, after two men, were retired, Let go in the ninth inning, and Johnny Myers and Joe Page. You can see the typesetters and the... uh, Various newspaper composing rooms all over the country getting their names ready for the headlines. One and two pitch, swung on a high foul ball close to the first base stand and into the stand. So the ball game's still alive. The ball bounced uh, three rows of seats back, hit on a piece of concrete walkway, and then bounced high up amidst some photographers suspended under the upper deck behind first base. One and two Well, you had the feeling with this ball game uh, in its one-oneness that something would have to detonate it, explode it. And the Yankees did that in the ninth inning with two out. Now, Page trying to finish the ball game, nail it down. Works again, one and two. curve swung on. There's a high fly ball back into left field. Back goes Woodley. Way back, close to the stands. He can't get it. It's in there for a home run by Campanella. The Campanella felt in the left field stands, it just goes in, and it's a 4-3 ball game. and listen to the foul. Wow, this is getting to be uh, a most unpredictable series, and here at Ebbets Field, where anything can and usually does happen, Casey Stingle goes out to the mound to talk to Joe Page. And Stengel is going to go with Paige. He's going to stay with him. And Bruce never, uh, never has a club hit more than two home runs in one inning in the World Series. This is the ninth time the two home runs have been hit in one inning in a World Series ballgame. The Yankees themselves have done it five times, so the Dodgers sort of took a leap out of their book. Two home runs here in the ninth. Edwards uh, takes a curve. Couldn't check his swing in time, and it is strike two. No balls, two strikes. Nothing in two. Bruce stepping in. So Page is once again within one strike of his final out. And the crowd is still waiting. Everybody's standing. The Yankees four, the Dodgers three. Oh, hold on. Page comes down. Edwards takes just outside four ball one One and two. He may have been uh, setting up something with that pitch. Fastball just wide. Because you never know what'll happen in the ball game, both both ends remain active. Right hander Reynolds. Pitching here over the first game, working for New York in the left field corner, and left-handed Joe Hatton for Brooklyn in the right field corner. Hatton throwing to the bullpen catcher, Sam Nara. Okay, one and two. Silvero, so who was uh, warming up Reynolds, stops to watch this Joe Page pitch. Page delivers, Edwards takes strike three, called, and the ball game is over. Edwards uh, unhappy about the decision. It was a high fastball at the shoulders on the outside. Passerello walking off the field. And that is the ball game. Edwards takes a call, third strike. And that's the fourth strike off the page, and it gives him the win. And the Yankees win the ball game 4-3. And Ralph Branca is the losing hurler, of course. So, we had a lot of excitement in the ninth inning and we got some scoring in the ninth inning that we had not had at any other stage in the uh, series so the Yankees win this one and go up now uh, two games to one and coming up to the microphone uh, Mel Allen. Mel uh so you got the record book and uh, you've been looking over things and adding them up uh, how's it now?
0: Well we had a total of 39 strikeouts in this World Series and the 39th one of course ended the third game of the World Series and uh, Gave the Yankees a spine-tingling 4-3 to victory as a battling group of Brooklyn Dodgers refused to be counted out of it even though they were down 4-1 to the last of the ninth inning. And they uh, blasted two balls into the seats to get right back into contention. And as a matter of fact, all the Dodger runs today were scored on balls that were hit all the way. Pee-wee Reese and the two in the ninth inning, Louie Almo and Roy Campanella. Joe Page who was the key of the Yankees' success this year from a pitching standpoint and who pitched them into that pennant. If you want to look at it that way, last Saturday when he went six and two-thirds innings of one-hit pitching in relief against the Boston Red Sox, who came on today in the fourth inning with one out and thus went five and two-thirds innings today and uh, did not allow a hit until the eighth inning and then gave up two in the ninth. So he pitched uh, one hit ball until the ninth inning and then gave up those two and they were two big ones. They were all the way. So Page got credit for the victory. And uh, you must say in the final analysis, these two clubs are still just as close as they can be. Three ball games all decided by one run. And if they have to be decided, that's just the minimum they can be decided by. So that'll show you how close this situation is. And so as you attempt to pick the heroes of the day, Joe Page, who uh, came very near not being a hero, with the Dodgers teeing off on him in the last of the ninth, comes through to win his second World Series game. He won one and lost one in the 1947 World Series. Joseph Francis Page, a 31-year-old left-hander from Springdale, Pennsylvania, born in uh, Cherry Valley, came on to save the day for Tommy Byrne, off whom Pee Wee Reese spanked that home run early in the game in the fourth inning to tie it up at 1-1 one one after the Yankees had taken a one-run lead in the third off Ralph Branca. Branca had walked Mapes to start the third inning, then after Coleman struck out, Tommy Byrne singled to uh, send Mapes around to third, and he scored on Rosuto's fly ball to right field. Reese's homer off Byrne in the fourth inning tied it up. That was the first hit off Byrne, who had gone through the lineup without allowing a hit in the first three innings. And that proved to be Tommy Byrne's undoing when after Mixes had lined solidly to center to DiMaggio for an out, Perillo singled it left and then Byrne grew wild and walked Robinson and Hodges to load the bases with one out of on the fourth inning that looked as if the Dodgers were going to cash in. But that's when Page came in. And he got Almo and Snyder got out of that jam and was brilliant until the ninth inning when Almo and Campanella hit those homers. Offensively, it was Big Johnny Mize who had reached Major League Stardom, but who had never been able to participate in a World Series. And it was Mize who had pinch hit safely yesterday for the Yankees in a losing cause who came on to the ninth inning after Ralph Franco, who had pitched beautiful baseball all the way, who had pitched a two-hitter to the ninth inning, and who had gotten the first man out of the ninth, had walked Barra and had gotten to Joe. And with two down, Brown singled, And Woodling walked to load them up, and then it was that Big John stepped in and lined a single off the right field screen to score two, and Coleman's single off relief pitcher Jack Banner sent the third one in, and that proved to be the winning run. So it was a thrilling ball game all the way, with the totals, the Yankees, four runs, five hits, no errors, five left on, and the Dodgers, three runs, five hits, no errors, and six men left on. Joe Page, the winning pitcher, Ralph Franco, who went eight and two-thirds innings, is the losing pitcher, his second World Series loss. Well, we're having a little more excitement. It's building day by day, and we still have a long way to go. Remember, we'll be back on the air again tomorrow at 12.45 Eastern Standard Time. But do remember that on Sunday, we will be on an hour later at 1.45 Eastern Standard Time. But tomorrow, 12.45. Tomorrow, we bring you the fourth game of the 1949 World Series from Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. Make a note that we'll be on the air at 1245 Eastern Standard Time, the same as today. Until then, folks, smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good afternoon from your host, the Gillette Safety Razor Company, Red Barber, and yours truly, Mel Allen.